You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the Filter Free Podcast. I am your host, TJ Stevens. Well, problematic. Out of my left earbud. Getting off to a banging start here. Though. Joining me, as always, Step Hens. Dollar Bill Dave. I touch myself. Mm. I, I just need to clip that. Just Dave. <laughs> I touch myself. And Timmy C. Goo, goo, goo. Dave's is awesome, and he got a new hat, and it's hilarious. <laughs> Are you drunk, yes or no, and it's marked on the right-hand side for both. Time moment draws get my panties wet. I love it. We've covered this butt wipe on a few different occasions. Butt wipe? You don't call people butt wipe anymore? No. I'm not, I'm not seven. Good news is I've limited the producer's amount to screw us over this, so... We're actually going to get to sing along with the songs now. You are welcome. You gotta fight for your right to party. Hello and welcome to the Filter Free Podcast. I am your host, TJ Stevens. Step in. Joining me as always, Dollar Bill Day. No boy. Nope. No. Okay. Tim, Timmy C's here though. Two thirds of us are here. Um, as everyone knows, we've been plugging the shit out of this for the last couple of days. We're gonna watch Starcade '88, and since it is two hours and fifty-two seconds long or minutes long, why don't you be say better if it were two hours and fifty-two seconds? I would love it. Why don't you say we get that started first before we do the rest of it? It's our new Christmas tradition. It's the day after, anyway. Watch along this year's Starcade 88. Why Starcade 88? It's the first Starcade not on Thanksgiving. We'll get into that here later on as the show rolls on. But, uh, Timmy. Yes, sir. Why, why don't you count us down? By the way, you should be at zero hours, zero minutes, zero seconds. If you came to this and didn't have it, already have it pulled up on Peacock, I don't know what to tell you. Why don't you count us down? Get this show rolling. Three, two, one, play. Here we go. Starcade 1988. Also, don't forget to mute your audio. <laughs> um, we're we're going to have a lot to talk about here on this show. I'm excited to do this. It's kind of a different thing for us. Um, I've got some... No stories that miss the cut, because if you listen to this show, which you do, of course you do. Why wouldn't you? Um, well, you if know, you're we, watching this and you don't listen to the show, head on over and listen go, to it. Go subscribe wherever you find your favorite podcast. But two weeks ago, we just did 88. Um, we did, uh, what show was that? Primetime Wrestling, 88. Yeah. Made music a lot harder. So we're not doing stories that miss the cut. We're going to do three more stories in the wheelhouse. Um, they were mentioned in the previous show. Now we're going to go into detail. We have so many wrestling things to talk about here in this time. 
in the winter of 88, the, the, the times are changing. See Dusty Rhodes and the Road Warriors here, how they got their angle started. Because yeah, Dusty wouldn't wear tights, that's why. Mm. I'll wear jeans, baby. And you didn't paint your face, you dick. Maybe or part of the team. The, go to the gym. Or go to the gym. That angle. <laughs> His belly looks like mine. And uh, throughout the show here, other oh, this is the old uh, spike in the eye. I'm in the process of pulling up the new uh, Dave Meltzer's newsletter. Gross. From 88, so we can get star ratings. Plus, I'm going to read, you know, the happenings and the times of what's going on. What's the it, haps? What's the haps? We're at the Scorp, the Scope in Norfolk, Virginia, the Scorp. I have been to this building. Why? I was there when I was at Langley. No, I went she's to, hot. I was there in uh, 06. Yes, I was there in 06 at the Scope to watch Lewis Black, the stand-up comedian. And he was hilarious. Did he put a torture rack on anyone? Um, he was. I mean, he's in his 80s now. <laughs> he was already pretty old then. Man, he is old. I can't believe he's that old. Lewis Black? Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 every bit of 80. I think I think um I think his mother just passed away. She was like 104. Tony Schiavone with 104 chins here. And and but you know what's on top of all those chins? One handsome ass mustache. I don't get down with the body hair, man. We got Magnum TA matching mustache across the way uh, with a red, red uh, tuxedo tie. This is, of course, after Magnum TA's infamous accident. Uh, the NWA, to their credit, still trying to do uh, trying to do something with uh, with TA. And the story, what could have been with Magnum, is uh, truly heartbreaking. He, th- I don't think people realize, you know, he was he was Magnum TA was going to be the Southern Hulk Hogan. He was well on the way. Now, would he have had the impact Hogan had? It's impossible to say. Maybe but... in impact. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He definitely would have had an impact. You can remember too. Speaking of uh, speaking of impact. Flair oh, was... Jesus. Flair's running out of guys to face here in '88. Thus, Nikita Koloff and Ronnie, rugged Ronnie Garvin popped up. How's how's Christmas at the at the Dave house where the Bengals um... blow goats? I might uh, sleep outside tonight. You you know what's really weird is that his audio is better on his iPhone than when we try to record the podcast. (laughs) So, Dave, we're just we're we're sitting here, kind of just just chatting here. We've already got Starcade rolling. We're kind of just talking about the wrestling landscape in '88, where we just saw Man in TA. There's Jim Ross, and uh, you know what? But the the impact the accent TA had. Why the show was on Christmas and not Thanksgiving. It's per the usual, just just stuff like that. Little girl eating her finger in the background. I think Dave went into his closet and, and lost the signal. <laughs> it's, a, it's a damn fine hat we're looking at there. Not there. <laughs> there he is. Oh, Dave, showing us how rich he is. Yeah, look at my look at my walk in. Look at my closet. It's its own room. It is pretty nice. I don't get much room in it though. It's all jandy. Mm. I couldn't uh, fill that closet with my entire extended family. No. By the way, we got con- we got combatants out for the first match. We got Kevin Sullivan and Doctor Death Steve Williams. I I wonder this must be the uh, the Varsity Squad. Getting close to it. Where's Mike Rotunda? 
mean, I don't see uh, Rick Steiner either. Rick Steiner is on this card. I did. I did see him on the card. It will be here. Be here later. Actually, no. This might be after the Varsity Squad. I don't. I don't. I'm not up in my Varsity Squad history. December '88 going into '89. They might have been done already. I'm back. There he's back. I mean, it's, I Sean Jones the link. Oh, where is our Pontiac Fieros? The fabulous ones are here. Gross. Uh, hugging their third grade teacher, old Mrs. Lion. I don't know what her name is. I can't think of a name off the top of my head. Who are Bethesda. all? Who are all? Bethesda. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, what is this? Efren from the game event. He's chiming in. Can we require the guy in the upper right to wear sleeves so we don't see that split that is his arm? Yeah, bad grammar there towards the end, but we, we got the picture. Uh, and Gary Michael Capetta is your announcer. Timmy, uh, I must too I'm, long. I'm not going to make everyone. I'm not going to make everyone watch Dave's closet. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of enjoying it. Where are you getting comments on Twitter about the closet from old Sean Jones? <laughs> commenting on on Dave's closet. Oh yeah, Sean, we see you. He said he's sorry, Mama. That's he my never dude. Meant I to love make that guy. you cry. Sean Jones is uh, one of our favorites here. Got to see him at Starcast. Was he a Star? Yeah, he's at Starcast this past year. Talking mad shit like only he does. Always good to see Sean. All right, I have I have the match ratings. Gross. For all of these, um, <laughs> all these matches, um, and I will tell you the lowest rated match is a star and a half. I think the character he's going to sacrifice is Dave. By the way, mm -hmm. <laughs> so the lowest rated match is five stars better than Hogan Andre. Yes, yes, and it's the next one, which is. The new Midnight Express against the old Midnight Express. I'm kind of surprised I only got a star and a half. That's Heyman Who and Cornette. Who's, who's the old? Uh, that was Randy Rose and Norvell Austin. Everybody be quiet for a second. Are you pooping? <laughs> Nobody is peeing. What a douche. What a dickhead. You know, while, while we have effort here on the line, I, I still think my favorite moment in the history of this show was at StarCast. When Efren farted directly into a microphone. <laughs> Why are we so gross? What the hell is wrong with us? We are gross. We're animals here on this show. So um, I have the star ratings here. I will give you this star rating after this uh, this match. It's 15 minutes and 50 seconds. It is for the this US. This match? This match is for the U.S. tag titles. Are you done, Dave? No. Do you wash your hands? I'm flushed. <laughs> So, so, with all, with that, all that being said, oh, th this is fabulous. Oh, good. We're in Dave's yeah. soap dish. Dave needs to figure out what the fuck he's doing. Let me go ahead and pull up the show notes I wrote for today. Timmy said he was going. We wanted to be surprised for him, but then I told him the stories because I'm a douche like that. So here we go. Here are the notes for today. Timmy, you want to give me some? Uh, well, they get the they get a live look in on how long it takes you to start playing the music, and then well, how long I have to wait. Considering to I wasn't ready for it, okay. Now you know how I feel every show. 
Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Hi, Jandy. There's Jandy. Hey. Hi, Jandy. All right. What is your Le- show about tonight? Dave P. Wrestling. <laughs> per the use. It is, it is. I'm sorry. Especially when I gotta we find a better wife that likes wrestling. But we're also gonna talk about Barry Sanders and Oh yeah, I'm sure she's in on Barry Sanders. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm on. Who's that guy? All right, I'll be back. All right. All right, Tim, play me in for some uh stories in the wheelhouse. Oh wait, we're not doing stories, Mr. Cut. You know, never mind, you don't have to play me in. We can still do that. December 1988. Welcome. Welcome aboard. Just keep, yeah, just do it on a loop. <laughs> do it on a loop. Justin Yent got in there in the producer's role there. And, wow, you got one of those too. That's cool. Uh, yeah. By the way, um, I've had the, the fortunate pleasure over this Christmas vacation of, um, well, well, for one, being off work. This is the, fr- so it has been so long since I've been off for a week consecutively. That I can't remember the last vacations. time I did it. Huh? Talk to Dave about them. I said they're called vacations. Talk to Dave about them. Well, I I was I was before I was so rudely interrupted. I was just saying I couldn't. It had been so long since I took a week off of work. I couldn't remember the last time I did. It's been that long, and it's been. I, I mean, I, I still have two days to go. But do it's you been break up nice. your PTO? Like, I'll take three days here and three days here and three days here. Generally, I so generally I take my vacations between. Halloween and thanks. I'm sorry, Thanksgiving and Christmas because I know most people want to take off Thanksgiving or Christmas, so I'll take off in between, and then I'll maybe take a couple of days in the spring or the summer, just to hang out with the kids. Uh, right now, with only being at the mill for going into my fourth year, I only I still only have two weeks, but next Terrible. year, so not not 24 but 25, I'll have three. I'm going to tell you, that. any job I take is going to start me out with three. Would you like to compare pay stubs? Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, you're paid, you're paid hourly. If you work your dick off, you could make a bunch of money. I I do both of those things. Yes, I get paid hourly and I work my dick off. Except not for a big now. loss. It's okay. No, it doesn't take much. Um, a couple steps. I'm I'm done. I I got my my shift done. So, what do you say we start um start talking about storage in the wheelhouse? I was going to be cute and have pictures and everything in here ready. But uh, as I was getting ready to say before I wandered off on vacation talk, I have spent the last, well, two of the last three days just editing video from the time. My God. Who is Boober? Who is Boober? Cincinnati Reds, yes. That's Timmy. There's yes, Joey Votto. If you would like, I will get up and I will point to everything on my wall and <laughs> tell you. <laughs> It'll be bad audio, but it's gonna it's gonna take forever, but we'll do it. So um, I've edited the videos going back to November. And again, I've I've gotta say, Efren did a knockout job as host, and, and Justin did a fine job. I know he doesn't think he did, he did, he did an excellent job as host. Especially because that that was also a show you weren't there, so it was just Justin and Dave. Yeah. They did a fine jobs, and um, Justin said I was ducking him. 
I mean, it's a very distinct possibility. Very real possibility. But I was going to put pictures here of all the stories. Jose Altuve. <laughs> oh, boy. He's, he's trying to start an argument on this show already. So Tell us his thoughts on that catcher from Tampa Bay, Mike Zanino. Mike Zanino. When um, I played for Cleveland. But I was going to have pictures of all the stories up on here and was editing video instead. So I will add them post-production like I always do. But the first story in the wheelhouse this week, December 3rd, Oklahoma State running back Barry Sanders destroys the college football world by winning the Heisman Trophy after one of the, if not the most prolific season in college football history. Everyone knows what Barry Sanders would end up doing once he got to the Detroit Lions. But his collegiate... Quitter! But but is well, but is wouldn't you quit to play for the Lions? And your job became running for your life. I mean, but his collegiate career, I think we overlook way too much. I don't think it gets talked about nearly enough. He joined Oklahoma State in 1986 and actually backed up Thurman Thomas for two seasons. So at one time, Oklahoma State had Thurman Thomas and Barry Sanders. That's pretty good. That doesn't seem fair. In 1987, Sanders led the country in yards per kickoff return. You know you're stacked when Barry Sanders is relegated to kickoff returns. But he was averaging 31.7 yards per return while also rushing for 603 yards, nine touchdowns, and also caught four passes. One of those was a touchdown. So as a backup running back, he scored 12 touchdowns. That's pretty good. That's Yeah. In 19, a backup running back scoring 12 touchdowns. Also, he uh, did I mention he also returned two kicks for touchdowns that year? In 1987, Oklahoma Sooners head coach Barry Switzer told his team not to hurt Thurman Thomas because he did not want to play Barry Sanders. <laughs> That's crazy, but stupid, he, but stupid. He, is he was right. Then in 1987, Thurman Thomas left for the draft, allowing Barry Sanders to put on one of the most ridiculous college football seasons ever. Just the start of the season in 1988, Sanders became the first player to open two consecutive seasons with a 100-yard kickoff return. That's just the tip of the iceberg. That's how he started the season? So he, he returned to kick 100 yards in the opening game. He did it the season before as well and was the only player ever to do that. Shouldn't have been kicking there. I don't know. Yard kickoff return to start a season. Two years in a row. Terrible. We've kind of discussed this a little bit here and there. He ended up rushing for, when did we talk about this? It was uh, Rashawn Salam. He ended up rushing for like 2,856. He rushed for 300 yards four times that year. I could do that. 300 yards four times. You know what he's not? What? A compiler like Nolan Ryan. Ooh, boy. Mm. I don't necessarily like that. Don't like that at all. You're welcome. No, it, no, I said it's not good. I, yeah, I know. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. I, I can hear. I, I heard what you said. Could, I'm, I'm going to need, I, like, I'm an old head. Can someone tell me what Pog is? I don't, I don't know. I mean, you're not that much older than I am. I know what pogs are. I like the, you know what? Suddenly I like this guy. Angus beef is too good. I don't know what that means. 
apparently they why is he why is he speaking a language so on, clearly with the Altuve comment and then this pog is like excitement and zoomer what is zoomer i think he meant boomer boomer speak okay got it back up no running way, backs, be backwards i don't back up running backs are exciting Ooh. no they're not well i guess they are if they're barry sanders yeah no shit <laughs> yeah barry sanders back there um Chase Brown, pretty good backup for the Bengals. Who? Uh, second fastest man in the NFL this season. Great. I'm sure that's going to do him well at some point. Never. <sighs> so we're we're still living in Arlington as an Astros fan. There's a Nolan Ryan Angus beef sold here in this damn good. Well, there you go. He just answered all of our questions. Nolan Ryan Angus beef. I'd eat it. It beats the shit out of Robin Ventura's Angus beef. Hmm. And uh, seeing as how, you know, Nolan Ryan was known for, you know, throwing the cheese, that better be a spicy cheeseburger there. Or are we talking burgers or are we just making steak here? You know, Angus I don't like it. beef. I bet he's got his own farm. You can make burgers out of that not head. Yeah, but you could do way better things with it than just burgers. I'm not arguing that, but I'm from Indiana. We're just like... I, this would be a way better steak. I know, but I like hamburgers. You're like Jim Ross the time on a couple episodes ago when he kept saying, if you feed a man an Angus steak all his life and then you give him a burger. That was Buddy Lando. Yeah, but, it, but he messed it up and said, if you give him a burger all his life and then give him a steak, he's going to hate the steak. What? You don't what give you steak to a man that's used to eating hamburger. Actually, that's exactly what you do. Season it yourself. I, I don't know about that. I'm in. When I see it's chaps, it just makes me think of Iron Eagle. Chappy! I don't like that. Iron so a great movie. Is there anything else you want to discuss about? Holy uh, shit! Look who's what? here! Klondike's here? Dick Van Klondike is here! Oh, good. He's going to have a fur. We don't have to send him the episode later. He'll know exactly what to make the cover out of. <laughs> Hi, Klondike. We, lo- we love you, Klondike. Well, absolutely. He, if he is, you know, top five, this guy. And all your meat. And love your meat. Meat slapping. It's, be- it's it's better than Nolan Ryan's meat. Boy, uh, I I think uh, I I fib or whatever his name was. He'll he, he begs to differ. Little little D fib. D fib, isn't that bad? Yeah, I was. Are you gonna get shocked later? Is that what's going on? I mean, it is my profession, but I don't want it to happen like on purpose. I mean, I have been shocked before. Actually, I just got shocked a few weeks ago. Because I saw, I thought something was unwired, and it wasn't. <laughs> Check the cord. Check the cord. By the way, these greasy bastards have been rolling around the ring for about 14 minutes now. Yeah, they're, we're still rolling, but uh, they're, we're, let's see, we're 20, 20, 09, 10. 11, 12. So we're over 20 minutes in the match. This is still going. So the we... highlight, the highlight of this match that I saw so far was when Dr. Death picked up one of the Fantastics for a repeated press slam. I'm pretty sure he had him had his middle finger in his butthole and was mm. squeezing his balls with the other four fingers. The old B-hole. Right in the old b-hole. Take that, I said. 
I wonder. I'm still trying to do this Instagram. Wah, 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 wah. For those of you watching, I'm trying to figure out how to do Instagram live for the first time. I'm still trying to figure out. I wonder if I need to open it on my computer instead of my phone. Oh, by the way, it's not boomers. Zoomers are Gen Z. Little defib, are you Gen Z? He need he he needs to stay if, on here. If you are, you probably need to just exit the room. He needs to stay here and just be our urban dictionary for the show. Please, yes. We're Fix we're it. old. We're old, and we don't know what's going on. I'm old. So, do, is there anything you want to discuss about uh, Barry Sanders before we move on to the next he, story? He was fast, and the Lions made him quit. They've done that twice now. Actually, three I heard, times. I heard an argument that. Matt Stafford should get into the NFL Hall of Fame simply because the Lions didn't make him quit. Hmm. Well, I mean, there is there is some there is some hard pressing evidence there. Then again, Jared Goff's there now and he's crushing it. So Dan Campbell, I'm telling you, eating kneecaps. Mm. I don't know why we would start there, but okay, I get it. Oh, we just got the hot tag. Here comes Bobby Fulton. Lighten it Ooh. up. Zillennial is a combo. This is one hell of a vocabulary you have there, Deep. Mm. I'm also I'm 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 impressed with him. He knows all these things about which I don't know what generation I am. I am Gen X through through through. See, I'm 85, and it's a weird spot because some people say you I'm millennial. would be you would be Y Gen Y, or some people say I'm Gen Y. Some people say I'm right at the beginning of millennial. So it's weird. You act you spot. act more like Gen X. Look, grumpy. 85 is Gen Y. There you go. Are you but, a sociologist? You know? No shit. <laughs> also, you know you. A shit ton. Can you read my mind? Because it seems like you're answering these questions before I even ask. <laughs> Can we invite you to be on the show? Yeah, we might. We might ask you to just replace Dave. I mean, well, first we don't even know who that is. We don't even know who you, this guy is. Do you have a big closet? Hmm. That is a that is a, a requirement. You have to. Have we a just closet. get. I think we got a winner and new U.S. Tag Champions, Doctor Death, Doctor Death, and Kevin Sullivan, the Devil, the Devil. Do you want to know the star rating for this match? I'm going to... I went long. It was 1988. It wasn't terrible. I'm going to say two and three quarter stars. He's a diesel mechanic. Old D-fib, half dumbass, half half-baked knowledge. Uh, this match got three and a half stars. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> they didn't die? Yes. By the way, diesel mechanic, half dumbass. I, I like it. Oh, I'm sorry. I said the wrong match earlier for the one that got a star and a half. It was not the new uh, new and old uh, Midnight Express. It was one after that. What was that? That was the Russian... Ian News and... Not on the show. The Russian Assassins against Nasty. Ivan Koloff and Junkyard Dog. <laughs> By the way, I said earlier, this might be the end of the Varsity Blues. Look at me, Varsity Blues. The Varsity Squad. Beginning of the Varsity Club. Varsity, It's Varsity Squad. Is it Varsity Club? Varsity Club. Whatever. Well, look at me go. It, it is past the end because Rick Steiner will face Mike Rotunda later on the show. So this is after he, 
This is after the hand puppet and turn face. Mm, okay. By the way, if you are watching along, which again, I don't know why you would not be, we're at 25 minutes, 02, 03, 04. Look at that hair on Magnum this It's flowing. It's gorgeous. It's a magnificent mullet he's got going on. Tony there. Schiavone's got, I'm not even sure it's a mullet. I think that's just wonderful hair. I think it's just well-groomed. Are Shivani's, you wrestling upstairs again? Yes. Okay. Uh, Shivani's got a nice quaff going on. Does quaff mean big belly? Because he's got that. You, I mean, you can't see it, though. Is that, uh, I, I, it's literally being squeezed through a cummerbund up through his bow tie into his face. Also, why are they sitting at a table that appears to be covered in denim? It's literally just Cl Cl the real Klondike Bill laying in front of them. <laughs> oh, there's so many smells with that guy. So I think we're ready to head into the next story here. Stories in the wheelhouse. Or should we wait? Might as well while they're just bullshitting. Yeah, while Jim Ross and uh, who is that? That's uh... Lance Russell. Is that Lance Russell? Pretty sure. Maybe so. Well, they're just shooting the shit. Uh, December 12th, Rain Man, starring Tom Cruise and Dustin Hoffman, premieres in New York, going on to win Best Picture of 1989. The Gotta get to Kmart, 400 Oak Street, Cincinnati, Ohio. I was thinking, I was waiting for you to do that. 256 toothpicks. Oh, here we got, I gotta hurry up, because here he comes. Oh, wait, it's Randy Rose and Dennis Condry, not Norvell Austin, with Paul Heyman. Quaff. It's a hairstyle, hairdo, and it's also a spelled C-O-I-F-F-E. Not a quaff. Mm -mm. Also not a quaff. This and is a handle. This is a handle. Where, where's Justin? Is he here? <laughs> oh, the match. I have a hand, hand for my handle now. We're starting hot and heavy. This match is underway. The new midnight come in and just clean house. Because literally the old midnight are in their 50s. Actually, I, I, I bet you they're both in the 30s. A short throw shifter. Once again, don't know what that means. You don't know how to drive a stick, do you? No, that's that's fun director's job, not mine. You don't know how to drive a stick. Holy shit. I thought it was like a requirement of people you ate. Apparently, the diesel mechanic thinks that's funny. Of he course, because all diesels are sticks. Well, I don't, I, they're they're starting to uh, they're starting to turn away from it, but unless a it's a Volkswagen, I mean, and then it's automatic. So wait, is this twenty two? I'm starting to wonder. Is this? No, I was starting to wonder if this was the uh, the original Midnight Express and Paul Heyman against the new heart. Uh, I almost said Heart Foundation, the new Midnight Express and Jim Cornette, but they are not involved in this match. By the way, Jim Cornette. One time in his career, he is a full-blown baby face for the storyline. He's not even that in real life. No. No. And I'm sorry that I can't drive a stick, Dfib. It's okay. Just just not not something I learned growing up. You're I mean, you're good now. And, but, and I'm twice your fucking age, literally. I mean, you're you're good now, but if you were, you know, if you'd have been this age in like 80, you'd be homeless because you wouldn't be able to drive anywhere. 
Automatic transmissions were only for fa fancy people. I, 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 I could, I, I think <clears throat> I could do three on the tree, though. I think I could, think I could three on that. the tree. <laughs> so, um, well, we're gonna come back to this match, but first, I'm gonna do some Rain Man. Oh, we need to do ages. I'll do ages after the Rain Man story. This film was directed by Barry Levinson, written by Barry Morrow and Ronald Bass, and it starred the oh. aforementioned Cruz and Hoffman. Charlie Babbitt, a collectibles dealer, is in the middle of bringing four Lamborghinis to Los Angeles for resale, but the EPA is holding the cars due to admissions, putting Babbitt in a financial bind. During this time, Babbitt's father dies, and he then flies home to Cincinnati to settle the estate. He finds he finds out you live in Kentucky. Here he finds out that the three million dollars of the estate that he was going to get is going to a mental institution, and when he goes to the hospital, his brother. Out, he meets his older brother, Raymond, for the first time. The film was made on a $25 million budget, ended up grossing $172 million worldwide and $42 million on opening weekend. It also became the highest grossing film of all time, uh, of all time, of 89. It would be um, better if it were of all time. So, Timmy, can you guess the weekend it came out, what movie beat this in the box office? Let's see, this would have been 88. It actually, it was one of Dave's faves not that long ago. It might have been in the primetime show. Actually, it was. I know it was. Because you got it. You yelled it out just before me. It's not, I'm going to get you, sucker. No, no, it's not that. that. <laughs> it's not that. <laughs> uh, I don't remember what. Twins. Ah <laughs> Twins was the only movie that beat its opening weekend. Had some sweet banter about that movie this past week. All right, let's do ages. Where do you want to start? We know Stan Lane is still relatively young here. Yeah, Stan Lane's probably like 28. Let's let's see. Stan Lane. We'll start with old sweet Stan. He was born August 5th, 1953, which made him 35 years old here. He was not relatively young then. Whoa. Who do you want to see next? Dennis Condry and his 67-year-old ass. Dennis Condry. Here's a game we haven't played in a while. Let's do over, under. Wow. Wow. Over, under 43 for Dennis Condry here at this show. 43 and a half, excuse me. I'm going to say over. You're going to tell he's my age. And then I'm going to roll on the floor. <laughs> he laughing. is one year older than St. Laney's 36 years. What? Show. No! <laughs> no! Born February 1st, 1952. There's a better chance that I'm one year older than Stan Lane. <laughs> I can't believe that. <laughs> All right, who's next? You want to do Randy Rose next? Or do you want to do Bobby Eaton? Uh, Bobby Eaton was really young here. I'm going to say Bobby Eaton was 27. Bobby Eaton. Helps if I spell his name right. Here we go. Over, under, uh, we'll do 32 and a half here for Bobby Eaton. Under. Under. He was born August 14th, 1958, making him 30 here at this show. Last but not least, Randy Rose. 71. 71. I think, uh, for some reason, I think... His age has come up before. Well, I actually put uh, Randy Rosenberg. I don't know who that is. Whew, boy, this is wild. Um, wow, he's still alive, by the way. 
Well, I believe he's still alive. No, nah, he looks kind of young. I'm just seeing his face. I'm going to go 38. He was born July 19th, 1956. He'd have been 32 at this show. No way! <laughs> so he was 32. He's younger than the New Midnight Express. He was 32. So Bobby Eaton's 30. He's 32. And Stan, Stan Lane is 35. Stan Lane's 35. And Dennis Condry's 36. Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> and let's see. Cornette's 62 this year. So that put him at 27 here. I believe that. Heyman was really young. I, Heyman was probably like 24, 25. Yeah, he was young. Yeah, he he hadn't been in the business. Well, he, he had spent some time in the AWA, but nothing. Actually, the, I, I believe he managed the original Midnight Express in the AWA. But I, th- I believe then it was Randy Rose and Norvell Austin, not Dennis Condry. That is wild. We're going to have to do over-under again later. I did not expect that at all. Everyone looks 45 or older except Stan Lane, and he's the third oldest man in this match. <laughs> in the new Midnight Express. What? See, we got one more story to do. We'll Dennis Condry looks 54. <laughs> There's no way. Look it up. Google it yourself. That man smoked a lot of cigarettes. Drank a lot of Jack Daniels. There, nothing good was going on in his life. Oh, he he smoked two two heaters since this match has started. He looks like he's been through seven divorces. Might have been in '88. You know what's weird too? I, I I never really considered this. Is you know we have let's see, Arn's son Brock is wrestling right now. Um, Steiner's son. You see all these different sons. And they're like their dads are always kind of bigger stars. You never see like, you know, Rick Condry. Like you never see the son of Condry or Eaton or, you know who you know what my favorite son is. My two sons, the Mohegan son. I can gamble there. You're looking at I'm not on my uh, i iMovie uh, editor because I could have actually the last show I just edited I put a boo noise after a joke you made. Okay. Because you deserved it. Because you deserved it. It was bad. Whatever. Whatever. (laughs) Funny as fuck. (laughs) So. uh, We got, uh, let's see, where we at? 35, 35, 36, 37, 38. I'm going to try one more time to get this Instagram deal to work. Condry just kicked. uh, Oh, what's his? Teddy Long. Pretty sure he just kicked Teddy Long in the dick. Right in the pee pee. So, you, I mean, we, we've talked all this time about a match that Jim Cornette's in and having it all mentioned Jim Cornette, who is kind of in, I guess, well, he's trending again right now because he. What does his uh, wife do now? He, he, she didn't do anything, as far as I know. I wouldn't rule it out, though. <laughs> Um, but he, he told Chris Jericho on Twitter recently to slap his boss's penis out of his mouth, but he didn't say penis. Um, he said dick. Yes. He okay. did. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I don't know why I struggle to say that, but I do, but, um, dick, I I've said it several times on the show 
whatever any anyone's cornet uh, opinion of the Jim Cornette, they're right. Uh, I personally, I'm a fan of Cornette. I know he says dumb shit on on the regular, and and on purpose. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, on purpose. Absolutely. There's no way he's not. But I also think his his wrestling opinions are are valid. I, I agree that, with his take on the Young Bucks. Yes. I, I think that a lot of his ideas, um, if updated to today, would work. I, I will grant you that. But also, well, just when it comes to wrestling history, the man's a treasure trove, which is really why I listen to him. So, And then uh, all this started because he jumped in the middle of the Chris Jericho, Stephen P. New Twitter feud that I didn't know I needed. But I could not be happier that it did happen. Have you? Are you familiar with this? Have you? Have you read up on this? I've seen the tweets. So, th- mind you, this this started Christmas Day. Well, actually, Stephen P. News' first tweet was Christmas Eve. You have anything better to do over the holidays? Chris uh, Jericho's response was butt crack in the morning, Christmas morning. I mean, like two thirty in the morning. His kids were opening presents at two thirty like, in the morning. Fuck this Stephen P. New guy. And um, everyone has an opinion on it. And I'm going to take a slightly different approach to it because everyone's either defending Stephen P. New or Jericho, right? They're not really. Which, by the way, I'm not because I don't give a shit about either of them. I don't either. But Stephen P. New kind of gained notoriety in the wrestling world a few years ago when uh, a wrestler named G. Raver was putting out t-shirts that had like spikes through Jim Cornette's head and had his glasses with axes over him and it said, fuck Jim Cornette and Cornette sued him because they were using his likeness, which actually they, they lost the, what did they call it? I read up on the case today. They lost a preliminary something. I can't remember what the word was. So instead of hearing something like that. Yeah. But instead of, instead of Cornette bitching and moaning and crying the entire time, he said, fine, if you can use my likeness, I'm going to seal your T-shirt and started making the same T-shirt and selling it with all the proceeds going to charity. So that's kind of how Stephen P. New kind of got involved in the wrestling landscape was he was involved in the G. Raver. By the way, since then, G. Raver has been arrested for drug and DUI charges. So, you know, it all shakes out in the end. But um, this all comes this all comes out because. We just found out CM Punk and A Steel are under NDAs, which well, I don't understand how everyone who leaves AEW is under an NDA. But that's another topic for another cocaine. Day. That's how they they've <sighs> seen Tony Khan do cocaine. I don't get it. Guaranteed. I don't get it. But I seen him. I guarantee he's. I seen him. Snorts coke. Can't tie his shoes and snorts coke. You know what? I was actually Pretty sure doing... we're available for litigation now. I was yeah, absolutely. I was actually uh, doing security for his stage show at Starcast this year, and his shoe was in fact untied. I can verify that. I was standing five feet away from him off the stage. I peed next to him at a urinal. I can verify, Teeny Wanger. Uh, that's not at all what I expected. So, um, here's and Jericho has since responded with, um, and Stephen Pinu said, you know, it's in your employee handbook, all this other stuff. Jericho then had the bright idea to say. I've never, I've never, I don't follow an employee handbook, all this other shit. So that's really where all this stuff started. 
To be fair, do we really think AEW has an employee handbook? Yes, it's been released. Is it in crayon? I I have not seen the insides, but I have seen the book. Did John Moxley write it with his own blood? I would have to assume there's at least one page. Yes, maybe Guaranteed. maybe the like where the chat what chapters or which ones index chapter but, IV table of contents. That's the phrase I wanted. I'm an idiot. So, um, first of all, if if AEW is in fact and their employees under an employee handbook. And Jericho just blurts out, I've never seen one. I don't follow that. So, again, everyone's saying that either Jericho's does doing this or standing up for Tony or he's lying. Or he I don't, I don't know. that, too. I don't know. Here's my thought. Say he's not lying. Say he's telling the truth. I don't follow the employee handbook or an employee handbook. But we know everyone else does. So now we know. All the other wrestlers in AEW follow the employee handbook. Jericho doesn't. So the rules don't apply to Chris Jericho. He can just do whatever he wants. And did I mention they have a pay-per-view as we're recording this, this weekend? Okay. When worlds collide. So instead of talking about that, we're talking about Jericho and his dumb Twitter thumbs again. And if, if, if I'm a younger guy, say a Ricky Starks, or someone like that who's in the or, locker room. Or a little defib. A little defib. 22 and, years old. And I'm, I'm seeing Jericho on Twitter, probably with no reprimands, by the way, that he doesn't follow the employee handbook that I have to follow. Now we're just driving him around the locker room down even farther than it already was. Like, what, what are we doing? Yes, Timmy. All right. Pretty sure Ricky Starks is already looking for the door. Of course. And I mean, I again, we've we've had experiences in the landscape that most other people wouldn't, and I've got I've gotten to talk to people that mostly most other people haven't got to talk to. Um, we know, I'm not going to say most of them are, but a lot of them are. There's quite a few <laughs> that are looking uh, to see the next chapter and it, and where it's not going to be. I just. If I'm AEW and I'm Tony Khan, I'm looking at my locker room just saying, like, listen, can we have one pay-per-view? Well, for the lead-up up up until the pay-per-view, we're talking about the pay-per-view. Stop saying dumb shit. Stop tweeting at lawyers. What good is that going to do you to tweet at a lawyer who's going to document everything you say? Stop it. All right, that's enough. Enough what? Enough AEW. I'm just now. I'm done with them. <laughs> it's just, it just, the company fascinates me. And for <laughs> all the wrong reasons. It's okay. I can't wait to watch that special in five years, the rise and fall of AEW. Well, there, there's also this misconception that if we critique it, we want it to fail. That's not true. No, I want it to be better. I want AEW to be good in the worst way. Because I, I want an alternative. I legitimately know a lot of those talents and I would like to see them succeed. That too. And wow. I it again it's it's always one step forward, two steps back every time. And I it, mean it, I used to work for MJF and I want to see him do well. And again, it's um it's always dumb shit. You know, it, it like why like this. 
it's not like something like Magnum TA having an accident and can't, you know, the rest of his career is cut short or the Von Eric story. Anything like that. It's just, um, we have a pay-per-view people tweet dumb shit. Everyone forgets the pay-per-views. <laughs> that's like, that's their story in a microcosm. Well, if you actually did better pay-per-views, by the way, bye little defib. Have a good night. Uh-oh. Cornette gets his hand on Heyman. We got a punch thrown. Crowd is going nuts. I would like to see them fight in real life, by the way. Oh, Jesus Christ. White Claw. No, I'm the Iron Claw Ric Flair. You know, I'm the White Claw Ric Flair. You know, he's getting really, which is another thing. I Why are we ridiculing that poor man that played Ric Flair in the Iron Claw? Because um, he was terrible. That's I, why. I get that, but it's not his fault. It's not his fault he was terrible? No, pick somebody else. It is precisely else. his fault that pick, he's terrible. Pick someone else. As a casting director, that is your job. Pick someone else. Look at him. Look at a fucking video and figure it out. Well, again, that's that's the casting director's job, not his. Hi, Jen, by the way. Hello, Jen. Pick someone who can play Ric Flair, which, by the way, is no one. But at least get closer. Get Charlotte to do it. Uh-oh, we got, we got the old Midnight Express. They got their hands on Corny. They got tennis rackets. Oh, they're letting him have it now. They are letting him have it now. Here comes Heyman. Oh, we have a phone in there. I forgot Heyman needs to bring a phone to the ring. I wonder if that was an actual cell phone from 88 if it was just a cordless phone. Nah, it was an AT&T cordless phone. Cordless phone. (laughs) Oh, this is phenomenal. This is what we call getting heat here, folks. This is what we call getting some heat. They are just waylaying on the Midnight Express. You would think think that Cornette's pants and shirt would be heat, but no. He's a baby face. Yeah, by the way, if you're not watching this, Cornette is wearing a, uh, I don't know, cream-colored tuxedo ruffle shirt. It's not real pink. With red accents, a red glitter bow tie, and red glitter pleather pants. I don't know what you'd call those. They're just glitter pants. Jen, what would you call glitter pants? Glance. Plitter. Easy to get off, probably. Mm. I don't know. Those don't look very easy to get off. <laughs> not for not for Cornette. Oh, he, was a, he was a little guy here in 88. This is... You know what? Going back and watching these shows, I wish I would have been aware of you know, Jim Crockett promotions slash NWA slash WCW sooner than I was. Well, you're fucking Yankee, so. I, did, I didn't find him until 94. I think I found him on accident. WWE was still better. 94? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, no one's arguing perfect, that. Perfect answer, by the way. Hold on. Getting there. Sparkle Spanks. That's perfect. Perfect. That's fabulous. That's fabulous. I was gonna try to give it a, another clever name, and I'm I'm just not gonna. I'm not gonna ruin it. <laughs> here we go. Jr. and Lance Russell back out here, or someone that looks like Lance Russell. Maybe. And they and they they say we're not. We haven't seen the last of uh, this new Midnight Old Midnight Express. Yeah. All right. Get, go to the next story, please. I don't want to hear them talk. Next story. Oh, really? You want to talk about the next story instead of listening to talk about the new midnight? Okay. December 21st, a terrible occurrence happens when Pan Am Flight 103 from Frankfurt Airport in West Germany to JFK Airport doesn't make it as a bomb goes off inside, killing all 259 on board and another 11 on the ground. Shouldn't have been flying there. Shouldn't have been flying there. 
We've come. Um, can we discuss again what Pan Am? Pan Am is basically the Atlantic Ocean because they just keep going to Europe. And every time they do, someone dies. My son agrees with you. We've covered a number of airline tragedies, but I believe this is the first one that was uh, the result of a bombing. Shortly after leading, loading the luggage and refueling, the plane left on time around 1800 at 6 o'clock at night for you know, non-military people. 58 minutes later, the plane established two-way communication with the Shanwick Oceanic Area Patrol. Four minutes later, Alan Topp from Shanwick by the way, that, that would be uh, soap. Soap? Yeah, Shanwick Oceanic Air Patrol. Soap. Ah, very good. Uh, but uh, he tra- Shanwick, I'll, I just mess this all up. Soap. Four minutes later, stop saying soap. Alan Topp from Shanwick transmitted the Oceanic route clearance but never got a response. Then the flight radar, the beacon that represented Pan Am Flight 103, or Squawk, as they were nicknamed, disappeared. Yeah, but I can't use soap. Okay. They called it Squawk. I didn't. They didn't call themselves Soap, I'm pretty sure. Well, I bet they did. I'm going to call them. Hold on. This was due to a bomb being detonated, which caused debris to spread over one nautical mile. A British Airways pilot called over the radio and said he could see fire on the ground. Upon investigation, it was found that the bomb created a 20-inch hole in the fuselage. This hole created a massive difference in pressure between the inside pressure of the cabin and the outside pressure of the open air. It was also discovered that no emergency preparations were ever started from the cockpit, which hopefully means everyone inside the plane was dead upon explosion. By the way... uh, Hopefully they were dead. Yes, that's genuinely what I'm hoping for. By the way, the last match got, let's see, three and a quarter stars. The this is this next match is the lowest rated match. It's a star and a half. By the way, we should also mention the first three matches on this card: tag team matches. I like it. Do you? No. Okay. Hey, there's the cheap herders flag bearer, but he's Paul, Russian. Paul Jones. Yeah. Or Jack Victory. Oh, yeah, that's Paul Jones, not Jack Victory. Easy mistake to make. Sure, they look a lot alike. <laughs> All right, so uh, it said that he saw a fire on the ground. I thought they were over the water. No, they hadn't made it yet. So the, the where the see, I didn't do the entire story because you butt wipes were supposed to finish the notes like normal. Dave can't even be here. Well, I, I understand that. I understand that, but uh, they they the the debris went over a, a, a location in England called Lockerbie, and turns out that the um, the NRA, which was the Irish or IRA, Irish, whatever the hell, my retirement account. Yes, sure. They're the ones that bombed the plane. I'm not entirely sure why. Did they like bomb it from the ground or they put no? So it's really fascinating because it's 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 a reminder of what '88 was compared to after '01 because they they did the luggage luggage exchange from the one plane to this plane. And, and then someone stuck that shit in there. West Germany. No, there was a bag they knew at the time was unaccounted for. And they're just like, oh, someone must have just forgot to check it. Threw in the plane. Nowadays, you're like, what are they doing? But that was probably a fairly common occurrence back then. I doubt it. You don't think so? I mean, well, I, I mean, now you can just walk anywhere. Or now you can't walk anywhere. 
Back in the 80s, you could just like walk out to the plane itself. Right. Just walk down the tarmac like I wonder how big these uh wonder how big these these lines are painted on the runways. I wonder that's why wow, that's that's mighty wide. Wonder what kind of apparatus they use to get the paint so thick. Good word, apparatus. Apparatus, thank you. Still trying to get the uh, Instagram live thing. I'm still, You're still plugging killing it on that. Just crushing. Can we talk about junk food dog versus the mass man. Yeah, junk JYD. Not. I mean, he's not even what he was in the WWF here in '88, and he wasn't. And to be fair, in the WWF, he was not. And I was saying, and he wasn't in the WWF. He wasn't what he was in Mid South, and at the end of his Mid South run, he wasn't what he was when he started. So, um, you know, just unfortunate. I guess lifestyle decisions would be the only way you can describe it is what uh what? Life, lifestyle decisions? lifestyle decisions, you know, drugs and alcohol and all that. Oh, I is what took down uh old JYD. Actually, I think it was a drunk driver that took him down, but it was. Was it? Yeah, uh, didn't he die in a drunk driving accident? I, I knew he died in a him, car. him not him not drunk, I'm pretty sure. I'm gonna have to look that up for this match is over. I know, I know he died in a car accident. I do. Well, you probably that. have 22 minutes, so go ahead. Uh, no, this one's only seven minutes long. Oh, thank God. Maybe, maybe you could look it up while I'm trying to figure out Instagram. <laughs> oh, I know you some bitch. I gotta do work. You some bitch. Maybe you we should just. Bitch. We'll just stop talking and start googling. <laughs> you know what? I, I, you know, I thought I was interested. I'm not interested anymore. Never mind. We're both literally searching. Stop it! Talk. <laughs> Everyone wants to see us on Instagram Live. Everyone knows that. No, they don't. Yes, they do, Timmy. This is this is the future. They want to see me in Playboy. But uh, why, why would you? Wait, why would you be in Playboy? Well, I got big titties. Do you? I mean, they're bigger than most men's. Wow. They're they're pectorals. I mean, I'm slightly. Right. Eh, maybe not. He was, he died at the age of 45 in a single car accident. By the way, here he was only 35. Wow. On I-20 near Forest, Mississippi, returning home from his daughter's high school graduation. I knew that too. It just says it was a single car crash. And he had just done a um, ECW appearance. Like maybe a month Gross. before, yeah. And he did like in that and that, that was when did when did he pass away? 97? 98. 10 98. years later, he didn't even look like JYD. It was crazy. So that was so he would have been forty five. So he should have looked relatively like he does now. No, he didn't. No, you know, like uh, Kamala. Never that man never aged. Still hasn't. I'm pretty sure he's. Well, I mean, he's dead. But well, yeah, I'm pretty sure they took him to a taxidermist. Does do they do they repaint all the moon and stars and stuff on his belly? Yeah, and they have a little speaker inside. Of him. That, you know what? That's that's the way I want to go out. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be I want to be stuffed, posed, and painted. That's exactly how. I'm pretty sure I could talk to the fun director and get that done. And naked. 
He'll, he'll get you naked, stuff, pose, and paint you. Naked as a jaybird. <laughs> oh, my Lord. What are we doing? Oh, Lord? my God. Oh, my God. Tommy Boy. Classic. Callahan Auto. All right. I think, I think I'm almost there with the, uh, the Instagram live. Jesus Christ. Can we talk about how these masked wrestlers were almost, well, God, almost as fat as the JYD? You know, I will say um, these outfits probably are the best uh, Russian outfits I've seen. I will give them that much. I think the what should have happened here was, or not Nikita Koloff. I am pale, Jen. By the way. I have not been able to go to the tanning bed because of this <laughs> he goes into, he goes, I haven't left my house by waiting three days, and I have more color than you do. Hold on. Let me let's see if I can fix it. Now, what do you think of it now? now you, look, you look like The Undertaker now. <laughs> and there it's, you it's, go. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Um... Oh yeah, I guess I, I maybe I am cheating with my lamp. I don't over my camera. I don't know. I mean, I am pale. I'm not trying to say I'm not. I am. I am totally pale compared to what I normally am. I am translucent. Just, Just cover that. what? What am I covering? Your face. <laughs> Way better. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I love our listeners. You know that. <laughs> Just, I love. You do have more color than me, apparently. I think it's, but I think it's my camera. Like I said, I, I think I'm cheating. Like it's the Bud Light behind you that is super bright. Everything in front of you looks darker. The new Undertaker, the Underfaker. I got it. I think we're on Instagram Live. Fabulous. Maybe. I'm so excited. I might have a boner. I do. By the way, uh, Ivan Koloff at 77 years old. Wins this match, pinning Russian on Russian aggression. Here, I don't like it. Oh, that's annoying. What? Hold on. Hey, we are live. There we I go. I can see us. So I could hear you and I could hear that at the same time, and there was like a four second lag. It was well, really first off, with my brain. You should turn your phone on silent when you're recording. No, it wasn't my phone. I have to do it from my computer. So it was on yeah. the other monitor. So I was hearing that's why I could hear it in my headphones. But we got it. Hey everyone. Instagram live. We're there. It only took us see an hour. One hour on minutes. the dot. One hour on the dot. Look at us go. We already have three people. Look at this. Look at this go. Three whole this? people. Three people. And you're one of them. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not one of them. Oh, maybe I am. Sorry. Back to two people. <laughs> no. Well, yeah. No, it's it's two people. Anyway, so, um, by the way, that match. Let me go back here. Uh, the Assassins won. P.S. 
And uh, that match was star and a half. It went 647. It is the only match on this card that is shorter than 11 minutes and 20 seconds. The main event, Ric Flair versus Lex Luger for the world championship. 31 minutes. And they're not in an elimination chamber. So this next match will be Rick Steiner taking on the NWA television champion, Mike Rotunda. I can't believe this shit. Um, Some of these ratings are killing me. Adam Simmons. And and apparently your dog, too. She's very upset with how this broke down. Adam Simmons joins us here on Instagram Live. See, reaching out to more people. We're getting more viewers by the second. We're nationwide like ZZ Top. (laughs) Well, why did you say it like that? ZZ Top's amazing. No, they're not. What do you mean, no, they're not? All beard, no substance. Hold on. I I don't... I hope I still have... uh, Yeah, here it is. No, that's not right. That's not right. No. All beard, no. I am so angry with you right now. They play like three chords. Who cares? So does ACDC. Okay. I I don't like you anymore. So we've, we've done our three stories. We're about to approach halfway through the show. So Um, that means it's my turn. You don't have a turn this week. I do. You do? I do. That means it's my turn. Mm. Let's go to Timmy's Trivioki. Figaro. Figaro, 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 Figaro. That's not Tosca. Ugh, my ears. Yep, I remember. Everyone remembers when Elvis performed that. You make a move, I wanna take it. Bermuda, Bahama, come on, Mama. Wow. So, all right. So, this is gonna be fun. You don't have anything, do you? I do. No. Okay. But there was just something in it that was funny. What? You'll find out. Song number one, clue number one. Is one of your songs Kokomo? This is a song it that is. I learned. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the song, but that's song number one. <laughs> Woo! Dave! You did beat Dave there. Most definitely beat Dave. <laughs> but there's a theme this week. Okay. Song number two, clue number one. This is a song written and recorded by Chan Romero in 1959. The same year it reached number three in Australia. Good day, Klondike. Good day, good day, Klondike. Romero was 17 years old when he wrote the song. Um, What was that, Mosh Tequila? <laughs> Mosh Tequila, Sammy Hagar. No, they're All right, then. This is... So- <laughs> I, I don't even know where to go from there. The P.B. Herman song. The song was also covered by the band The Georgia Satellites in 1988. 
The same year, it reached Billboard Hot 100 number 45 and Mainstream Rock Chart number 13. You only get two clues for this song. Um, George Thorogood remake. Not George Thorogood. Chan Romero. You just said Thorogood redid it in 88. No, the Georgia Satellite. Georgia Satellites. So it's it can't be keep your hands to yourself, I'm pretty sure. Not in 1988. Okay. Then I don't know. Actually, Jen just said, keep your hands to yourself. She was actually just talking to you. I have no idea. For goodness sakes, I got the hippie, hippie shake. Never heard of hippie, hippie shakes? No. Fucking children. I think most people have not. I guarantee they have. Mm. Please hop into the comments and tell us. Mm. Well, I, I'm the only one that can see the Instagram comments. So uh, I'll keep an eye on there to see if anyone chimes in. Like, yeah, I know that dumb shit. All right. So that was terrible, but I know the song was the first Kokomo, kind that just popped up. That just popped up. Kokomo. Hippie, hippie shake. Song number three. This is a 1988 song by Bobby McFerrin released as Don't the Worry, single. Be Happy Now. All right. So those three songs, Kokomo, Hippie Hippie Shake, Don't Worry, Be Happy. What do those have in common? Sunrash. Negative. Someone get in the comments and tell us. Hippie Hippie Shake. Kokomo. Kokomo and Don't Worry, Be Happy. Robin why would Williams. they all why would they all be on the hot 100 at this time? Was it a movie? Maybe. Mm. Mm. We're getting there. I like it. May, may have had Elizabeth Shue in it. Um No, flat was flash was a flash dance that was later. May have had short ass Tom Cruise in it. Um oh shit. <laughs> May have taken place Rain in Man? New York. May have taken place in New York City and in Jamaica. May have been about bartending and flipping bottles. Oh, um, bartender. What? <laughs> bartender. <laughs> what, song is, um, what song is that? Um, or what movie is there, that? There's no song. It's a movie. Shut up, Timmy. What movie is that? Um. Somebody please save him. Please. That nobody has yet. It's really, really sad. This is ridiculous. Bitch, I got two of the songs before you got done with the first clue. You can lick my gooch. Um, cocktail. Cocktail. I was close. That bartender. Yeah, you were close. All right. Mm, I'm close. Well, um, for those of you who watch this show, you know Timmy is not good at box score trivia. They're oh, little, Jen hopped in. For, a little late. After, a little after late. I said it. Um, Timmy's not good at box for trivia. We'll see. And Jen, what are you waiting for? Get a cocktail. I told you, listen, I told you <laughs> in the tweets leading up to the show, get a drink ready. What are we doing? Make a leftover that, that, was, that was autocorrect. She literally just typed, I need a cock. And then it just filled out tail. Okay. So, uh, Timmy, not good at sports trivia. Right now, it is Dave... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 39 to... One, two, three, four, five, six, 
39. Because I write tallies. So it's seven tallies of five and then an extra four. So 39. You have 21. I can so, do it. Um, here we 18 go. 18 in three categories. I can get it. That's six a category. Let's go ahead and do this first. But today, I'm the greatest of all time. With three, Winston's gonna run the ball. Makes the guy miss. Comes down there. Gets over the second rafter, off the floor, nothing but net. Through the window, off the wall, nothing but net. You like that? You like that? I like that. You gotta like that, right? Stop it! Stop doing stuff. Yeah. All right. So here we go. Here's what we're gonna do. You yes, need to Jen. score. That was Ricky Henderson. That was He's Ricky. the greatest of all time. He's the greatest of all time. He's also Nolan Ryan's five thousand strikeout. And so, also high all the time. So you need nineteen points to come back and beat. Dave, this month of Boxer Trivia, and people are going to say, Dave's not here. Is that fair? Yes, he's not here. Forfeiture. Should have been here. Should have been Should have been playing here. So, by the way, hell of a suplex by Mike Rotunda just now. We're going to do 1988 Major League Baseball leaders. Chris Sabo. Because we just did football. You keep saying dumb shit like that and disqualify <laughs> I'm going to give you four categories. So you have four. Ca- you have to get five right. 40? I can totally do this. Five right per category. You win the month okay. of box score trivia. Here we go. 1988 major league league leaders, starting with batting average. How many of the top 10 can you give me? Tony Gwynn. Tony Gwynn, fifth with 313. Donnie Baseball. Donnie Baseball. Ninth, 311. Evansville, Indiana legend. Don Mattingly. Wade Boggs. Led the league, 366. Boston Red Sox legend. 88. Let's see here. Uh, You've got got three. Pedro Guerrero. Two more. You're on average. Pedro Guerrero, no. Dale Murphy? Dale Murphy, no. Mark Grace. Mark Grace, no. What? There is a Cub first baseman on here. It's before Grace. Oh, God. I don't know who. It's not Andre Dawson. He played in right field. You did. Uh, also, the and- only player in Major League history when the MVP and on last place team. Andres Galarraga. No. Remember, at any time you can ask for teams. I'm thinking here. If, if, if Rucker was here right now, he'd be losing his shit. He'd be throwing out all kinds of names. Terry Pendleton. Terry Pendleton. No. Willie McGee. No. Damn it. Um, all right, give me teams. All right. Your Chicago Cubs, the Detroit Tigers, two Minnesota Twins. Lou Whitaker. No. 
The Milwaukee Brewers. Minnesota, Gary Gaetti. No. <laughs> Fat-ass Kirby Puckett. Kirby Puckett, second, 356. <laughs> Gary Gaetti. Who? Um, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Uh, Robin Yount. Nope. Uh, what's the other guy? Paul. What's his name? Paul. <laughs> I can't think of I can see his dumb white ass. Um, Paul Burchill. Nope. We already said Tony Gwynn, Paul uh, Boston. Paul Molitor. Paul Molitor, 6 3 12. How many more do you think you can give me? Give me teams. I'll knock them down. I already did. The Cubs. Oh, that was all of them? Yes. The Cubs, two Yankees. Oh, no, wait. You got Mattingly. So one Yankee, a Tiger, another twin, and a Red Sox. Oh, Red Sox. I didn't hear that. Um, other than Wade Boggs? Other than Wade Boggs. Barry Bonds was... He played for none of those teams. No, what do you be a dick about? How many do I have? You have four. Oh, I need one more at least. You have, because you always accuse me of cheating. You have Wade Boggs, Kirby Puckett, Tony Gwynn, Paul Molitor. Oh, you have five. You have Don Mattingly. So yeah. All right. Five. Move on to the next category. All right. that goes out. Here's the ones you miss at number 10 of the Chicago Cubs. Rafael Palmero. 307. Steroids. Absolutely. Eighth of the Detroit Tigers. Alan Trammell, 311. Ah, that would have made sense. Seventh, Kent Herbeck of the Minnesota Twins, 312. Fourth of the New York Yankees, a former show topic, Dave Winfield, 322. And at third of the Boston Red Sox, Mike Greenwell, 325. Rookie of the year that year, I think. I believe you're right. Well, no, 88, that would have been um that have been the third A. So that wasn't that Conseco? Steinbach. Or what Weiss? No, Weiss was 90. But they won three in a row between Steinbach and Seiko and, and uh McGuire. then it would have been Steinbach. Okay. Home runs. Speaking of the Bash brothers. I should just never mind. So I was gonna Conseco McGuire. That's two, yes. they they are number one and number four. Daryl Strawberry 42 and 32. Daryl Strawberry, second, 39. Eric the Red. No. No reds. Terrible. Um Andre Dawson. I don't know what that means. Oh, Conseco follows her. No Dawson. Um, Kirby Puckett. No, there is another. There is a twin on this list. Kent Herbeck. Nope. You said him. You said him. <laughs> you said him before. What? I don't remember. What I, <laughs> I was hoping for that. I don't remember. Damn it. No, I don't remember. <laughs> Chuck Knobloch. No, it's not. Chuck Absolutely Knobloch. not. Chuck Knobloch. <laughs> Uh, Bobby Bonilla. Bobby Bonilla. No. Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds. No. Not really a home run guy until he got to San Francisco. Cecil Fielder. No. Damn. Uh, Dave Winfield? Dave Winfield. No. All right. Give me teams. The Yankees, the Mets, the Cleveland Indians, Minnesota, Joe Baltimore. Carter. Joe Carter, 10th. 27. 
I'm actually impressed you got Joe Carter. I think a lot of people forget he played for Cleveland. And actually, we did a story. Wasn't he the only player to, for three years consecutive, give 30 home runs and 100 RBI on three different teams? Pretty sure. San Diego, then Cleveland, then Toronto. Um, where are we at? Minnesota, Baltimore, San Francisco, Montreal, Houston, Toronto. Glenn Davis. Glenn Davis, fifth of the Houston Astros with 30. By the way, update, Timmy, it is right now 31 to 39. Still got two categories to go. You're catching up. Um, Let's see here. What is the twin I said earlier? It was a great name. Seriously, my favorite thing that you cannot remember his name. Gary Gaetti. Gary Gaetti. Tied for eighth. 28. Let's see. We've had uh, this Baltimore Orioles, a former show topic. Cal Ripken? No. I believe the Expo's a former show topic. If he hasn't been, he should be on a future show. Gary Carter. Gary Carter. Excellent guess, but no. <laughs> Not Delano DeShields. Don't don't worry about the Mets. You ain't gonna get it. I just would I, I would never get it. Howard Johnson? It's not Howard Johnson. Oh, that's terrible. The Expos, he is a first baseman. Larry Walker. Was a right fielder. No, he was the first baseman. No, no. Anyway, how many of those do I have? Uh, do I have five? Canseco, Strawberry, McGuire, Glenn Davis, Gaetti, Joe Carter. That makes six. Okay, let's move to the next then. Here we go. Here's the rest of your top ten. At number ten, Jack Clark of the New York Yankees had 27. Jack Clark! Should have been a Cardinal. The New York Mets, Kevin McReynolds with 27. No I idea who that Kevin is. Mitchell. Eighth of the Baltimore Orioles, Eddie Murray, 28. Fat ass. Eddie Thank Murray. you. The original fat ass, Eddie Murray. Sixth of the Montreal Expos, Andres Galarraga with 29. Tied. I had him for average. Tied with Will Clark of the San Francisco Giants with 29. Third of the Toronto Blue Jays, Fred McGriff, the crime dog, 34. See, Dave should have been here. Dave should have shouldn't have been shouldn't have been Homer in there. <laughs> shouldn't have been hiding. Shouldn't have been having family at your house. Here we go. Two more categories. We're moving to pitching. It's going to get a little bit tougher, Timmy. Going to pitching. Wins leaders. Oral Hershiser. 88. We just had a near fall here in the Steiner uh, Rotunda match. Tied for second with 23. Oral Hershiser. Uh, Greg, Greg Maddox with the Cubs. No. Oh. Ooh. Greg Maddox tied for eighth. 18. Look at you go. You're welcome. Uh, Dave Stewart. Dave Stewart, fourth with 21. It is amazing to me how much he dominated the 80s and then just fell off of, fell off the planet in the 90s. What about stat compiler Nolan Ryan? Was he on there? No. Yeah, see? That's what happens. Yeah, in his 20, what, what, what did we say? His 22nd season here, you douche. Was this the Jim Abbott year? Jim Abbott? Jim Abbott year. We uh, Former show topic, Jim Abbott, no. Jack McDowell. Black Jack McDowell, no. Mm. Any reds on this? For time. There are two reds on this list. Two reds. Two Jack reds. Armstrong. No. Danny Jackson. Danny Jackson's Tied on there. Second with twenty-three. Jose Rijo was he there nope. yet? Nope. Let's see. Tom Browning. Tom Browning tied for eighth with eighteen. That was the year he pitched the perfect game. Great. Um. So, what's the score now? 
right now, I don't think you should be worried about that. You should just be worried about scoring points. Right now, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 37, 39. Okay, give me teams. <laughs> it's unbelievable. You know Dave's going to burn our collective houses down when he finds out this happened, right? The Mets, the Indians. Dwight Gooden. Dwight Gooden, the eighth with 18, tied for eighth. Five Indian. ways either. Two Red Sox. Roger Clemens. Tied for eighth with 18. You are now tied. One more and you're the winner. <laughs> and we don't even got to go to another category. San Francisco Giants, or we're still going to. Uh, another uh, Met. Kirk, Kirk Reeder. No. Another Met. A Royal. Ron Darling. And a Minnesota Twin. No. Frank Viola. Led the league 24. We have a new leader in the clubhouse, Timmy C. Let's see what uh, what the people think here. Oh, never mind. We don't have a... Oh, here we go. Hooray! New leader. It only took Dave not showing up for an episode. <laughs> I murdered him. Did you? Because you're only up by one as of right now. We got another category. Let's go. So, you are you done with wins? Yes. All right, here's the rest of your top ten. Tied for eighth with Clemens, Browning, Gooden, and Maddox is Bruce Hurst of the Boston Red Sox and Greg Swindell from Cleveland. One, two, three, Rick Steiner, your new television champion after botched interference from Kevin Sullivan. My God, the people. The, the crowd loved that. Are going banana. He then is- he's- Stuck a Sharpie in their ass. Rick Steiner, deceptively huge. And then he probably some, you know, yelled some derogatory things at a at a woman. That's what he does. So, uh, seventh, Rick Rochelle, the San Francisco Giants, 19. Rick Russell. Rick, it's Rochelle. It's Russell. Bitch, you ain't going to win this one. Tied for fifth, David Cohn and Mark Gubiza with 20. And you got all the top four. Very impressive. Very well done. You know what the last category is? John Franco. It is going to be saves, if I can find it. Here it is. Saves John Franco, third of the Cincinnati Reds. Dennis Eckersley. Dennis Eckersley led the league 45. Lee Smith. Lee Smith. Wait, is this the? It just says Smith. Lee Smith, ninth, 29. Bonus point if you can tell you what team he was on. Let's see, in 88, he wasn't a Cardinal anymore. Uh, Blue Jays. I don't know. Boston Red Sox was the correct answer. That's what I said. That's not what you said. Um, Randy Myers. No. Bobby Thigpen. <laughs> I was just going to say, there's a guy on this list you always say, and it's never been correct. This time it is. <laughs> Tied for fifth with 34, Bobby Thigpen. Um... I think I'm good. I think All I'm right, here's the today. rest of your top ten. Mark Davis of the San Diego Padres and Steve Bedrosian of the Philadelphia Phillies. One of the great names in baseball history. Dan Plesak of the Brewers had 30. Todd Worrell of the St. Louis Cardinals had 30. Todd Worrell. God damn. Jim Gott had 34. Mustachio S. Aficionado. Doug Jones of the Cleveland Indians had 37. Jeff Reardon of Minnesota had 42. Good one. And that 
has been box score trivia. So we got Bam Bam Bigelow coming out here with Oliver Humperdinck getting ready to take on Barry Windham. Keep talking. I'm going to take an adult timeout. That means he's going to piss. For the NWA U.S. title, uh, the last match, which, by the way, went 18 minutes. Very happy WCW would later institute a 10-minute time limit for the title TV title matches. That match went 18 minutes. Rick Steiner, of course, gets the win. Wins the championship for Mike Rotunda in a match I got three and a half stars. This match, NWA USA, uh, USA title, US title, Barry Windham and Bam Bam with Oliver Humperdinck here in 88. Uh, Bam Bam, when you go back and look at his run, of course, he, he just left the WWF here, not too much uh, before this, this match happened. He seemed like a guy with his size, the way he could move, that really, I mean, he's Vader before Vader. And you think he really could have done some damage here in the NWA and Jim Crockett uh, before, you know, maybe more than the WWF, and he just never did. I don't. Bam Bam, to me, is one of the great conversations of, of wrestling what-ifs. Like, I don't, I can't name you the one thing he was missing. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I do know once he went back to the WWF in the mid nineties and you know, they gave him a stupid jacket and he, he had the cannons that he was shooting flames out of. It killed him. Thank you, William. Uh, that was actually, so the video of that's going to be coming out tomorrow and I edit those and I actually put, I called us idiots. And so we confused me with the time to kill Mississippi burning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for correcting us. We need that. We do. Otherwise, we'll just run out of control. And you don't want that. People have seen us out of control in Alabama and Schaumburg and St. Louis and Nashville. It's 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 nothing, nothing anybody wants is and us. We enter hour 47. Of the Jerry Lewis telethon. I mean, it's only been an hour and 26 minutes, 54, 55, 56. Um, most of our shows go longer than that anyway. So I don't By really, the way, TJ, really someone just called best. you out and you're welcome. Uh, see, you weren't here because you have a gerbil bladder. Mr. You and uh, me and Mr. Thornbrew, they were having a conversation where I say in the next video I edited and called us all idiots for doing that. You didn't call me an idiot because I hadn't seen either of those damn movies. So Because you're uncultured swine. Correct. Yes, I think he deserves to die, and I hope he burns in hell. Still one of the great lines of all time. Did you call out Jen for, for getting a number in her age? Said she was one in 88. She meant to put a six in front of that, or behind that. She was 16 in 88. He just called you 61 years old in 88. Which today, that would make you 96. I don't think you're going to take that laying down. And if that is I true. Said 16. If that's true, you look phenomenal in your profile picture. I need to know your, your skin regimen. <laughs> so here we go, Timmy. The, the last match I was telling the people, Steiner and Rotunda got. Um, 22 and a half stars. Three and a half. Went 18 minutes. And I also said I was, you know, pleased that the end of or WCW eventually put the $10 time or $10, 10 minute $10, time. 
Should have been. <laughs> they also put that when Bill Watts came in. Ten minute time limit on the TV title matches, which was needed because again, this one went eighteen. This one went for the NWA U.S. title. Wyndham and Bam Bam here, and I, I was I was saying too while you were taking a piss like always that Bam well, I Bam got empty bottles now. Just piss under the desk. You'll be like, be a pro, would you? No, I, I'm gonna put a show on. I'm gonna piss in top of the desk. On top of your desk, that would get sticky after a while. <laughs> to me, Bam Bam is like the biggest or one of the biggers. Like what? What are we missing here? Because to me, here in '88, so he had just left the WWF. Here, here in '88, I mean, again, like I told the listeners a minute ago, he is he is Vader before Vader. Here, two just two years before, not even a year and a half. Better, he was better. And for whatever reason, he never hits, and I don't know why. Well, you're gonna guess, gonna guess backstage stuff. He didn't. He didn't have the promo. Harley races. He's got Humperdinck now. Vader had Harley Race, so clearly that can be remedied. I don't. Yeah. Well, Humperdinck wasn't it. a good promo either. No, Humperdinck's terrible. We, we've actually watched him before on the show. I I cannot pinpoint you why Bam Bam didn't hit. I don't know. And actually, I, I would say to a degree with the fans, he did hit. It was just, you know, the upper management of both companies, be it WCW, WWF, just maybe your opinion's right. Maybe it was backstage stuff. Clearly, at some level, they didn't have confidence in him because he had everything. Well, he never gets super out of shape. Like, until his death, he didn't get super out of shape. He looked the same his entire career. Eh, He got a little thicker in the ECW years, but I mean, let's. uh, This dude was literally like 26, 27 here, if that. My my Instagram feed is effing up, so hopefully that's still working right now. Let's uh let's look that up. Let's look it up uh, up how old old Bam Bam is here. He was not old. He was young. Bam Bam. Well, he debuted in. Uh, when did uh, Paul Heyman trot him out at Club uh, Fifty Four? Was that eighty three? Yeah, but he was like twelve there. So he was twenty seven here at the show. Yeah. Also, I am I am legitimately happy to know that uh, Mr. Thornbrew is one of our listeners because he corrected us on Mississippi burning in time to kill. So that's cool. Thank you for listening to the show. Oliver Humperdinck looks like an asshole here. He, it's it's so great to me that he he is so obviously a poor man's Lou Albano. <laughs> Like and God bless him, he's not even trying to hide it. He's like, I'm gonna wear shitty track suits, and I mean, the only thing he's missing is a rubber band hanging off his cheek, <laughs> and he'd he'd be Lou Albano. This this uh, this this match here in '88, Bam Bam against Barry Windham, should be ridiculous. I might actually might lose me a few times in this in during this this, this match. I'm watching it. I've always been a big Bam Bam fan. And Tommy Young is the referee. Goodness. Hey, Cassio Kid there in the front row. That's weird. Which one? Well, when they show him again, I'll, I'll point him out. Matt Cassio? Matt, old Matt Cassio. I really, I really. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad Dave was like, I'm going to pop in 
literally for like eight minutes. I'm going to show you my closet. I'm going to show you my closet and then I'm out. He did a uh, Cribs episode from his house and then he bailed (laughs) back out. (laughs) It was the worst Cribs episode. Look at my closet. That's it. That's all I remember. Look at the ceiling in my closet. It's fabulous. Um, Yeah, this match should be off the chain. And I bet you it does not match the star rating it has. We'll get into that when the match. Two and a half. It's two and a half. It's not far from that, which is stupid. If you don't count JYD and and Ivan Koloff, this is uh, the lowest ma- rated match of the night so two far. Two and a quarter. This one. Two and a quarter. Stupid. Stupid. Barry Windham looked a little chubby here too. I think I was just going to say the opposite. I think Barry looks great here. Nah, he's looking chubby. He's clearly been in the tanning bed, which may be why he explains a little bit t- uh, t- uh, chubby. Jen, you should tune in. You wow. Tan. You really want to get shit mailed to your house for the second time, I can see. <laughs> as long as I don't put it up for sale, I'm good. <laughs> oh, that's a story. That's a story these guys will hear one day. If we well, told guess already. what? We got like an hour and a half now. and It's, not, have, a very, it's not a very long we, story. We have yes. no extra material. So, as a joke, Mike Cole put up Timmy's house for sale without Timmy knowing it a couple years ago. So, that's it was terrible Friday night, 10, 10 p.m. That's the story. My phone rang off the hook for like three straight days. <laughs> People are going right now, are going, I can do that. I wouldn't recommend it. No, because someone's going to show up at your house and kick your ass. Yeah. And if we find out, there is that. Oh boy, I. It, it is such an interesting right there. See, rest over JJ Dillon's shoulder. Oh, they panned away already. But just over M- MJF sitting in the crowd with a Burberry scarf. Just over JJ Dillon's shoulder when they show the right camera angle is uh, Cassio Kid and his wonderful sideburns. Eh, he's just out of frame here. Anyway, so what we're we talking about? <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, so the, the whole reason why we picked this show, uh, Starcade 88, is because this is the first Starcade that was not on Thanksgiving night. They had been traditionally before this, beginning in 83 with uh, Flair and Harley Race, and then 84 with uh, was Flair and Dusty, I believe. And and so on. I, I was really hoping it was going to be 87 because I wanted to watch the Midnight Express against the Road Warriors in the night of the Sky, uh, Skywalkers. That's really what I wanted to watch. But it's this one. It's 88. And this one, it, for so far, has been a very good show. But um, for those who don't know, the reason why this show was moved forcefully from Thanksgiving to Christmas, Timmy, remind the people when the first Survivor Series was. Uh, Starcade 1987. What? Starcade 1987. Was the first Survivor Series? Yeah. Well, okay, yeah, you're right. But why was, oh, I, okay. I was confused. You're right. So it was Survivor Series 87. They ran it in 87 right. and it bombed because Vince said, if you don't do that, you're not getting WrestleMania. Yeah. So well, what, what I was moved gonna, it. What I was going to add to that was Vince announced it late is what I was going to uh, uh, add to that. Starcade had been a, a an established by then show is going into its fourth, fifth year and Thanksgiving night traditionally over most wrestling territories beforehand had been a very successful night, right? The two nights you well, were still big it. in the territory area, right? 
I mean, you would get huge turnouts. Right. The two nights you looked forward to was Thanksgiving night and Christmas. Christmas Day were the two, or Christmas night were the two nights you wanted uh, to wrestle. So, I mean, Starcade wasn't horribly hurt here by moving to Christmas, but it wasn't Thanksgiving. And as Jim Cornette would say, wrestling fans are creatures of habit. Their show that they've watched every year made a tradition out of Starcade has now been moved. Survivor Series is now in its place. And and yes, they Survivor Series said, or Vince McMahon said, either air Survivor Series or you won't get WrestleMania. So they had Which, to start. By the way, move. the WrestleMania beforehand was WrestleMania three with Hogan and Andre. Yes, so negative there's, four stars. There's that negative four stars. Ugh. And then also after, so the year after this, the NWA was going to run Bunkhouse Stampede. And WWF pre program counter program that with the Royal Rumble on, on free Network, television on USA Network. Well, to be fair though, they were just counter programming what uh, NWA, WCW, whatever had done the year before when they did Clash of the Champions one on the night of WrestleMania four. Which w- no, that was yeah, that you're right. Yeah. That was eighty eight, and then yes, I know. Shut up. And also, you know, see, this is why competition's good and AEW needs to get their shit together because of that Clash of the Champions show. Ric Flair made this guy named Sting that night at that Who? show. Who? And then he, w- he went to AEW to flush his career down the toilet. Mm. Well, that's certainly your opinion and it's correct. I know. I, I will choose to... I would rather remember his TNA run. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know about that. I'd rather remember him jobbing to Triple H at WrestleMania 30. That was so bad. That's like the one, one of those things you're just like, why? Why did that happen? There's no explanation for that. Triple H didn't put anyone over. Well, there's there's this long-standing uh, theory that Triple H always had to go over the WCW guys, which by the time he wrestled Sting... Like, there's no way that's still a thing. By the way, Triple H was a WCW guy. There is that terrorizing. Oh, no, he was John Paul Levesque in WCW. But. Pretty sure he started out as terrorizing. He did. That was his his independent name. No, in WCW. Did he? Yeah. He's probably a job guy with that name, though. He's no Barry Horowitz. He's not. By the way, I was just reminded, uh, as you know, I, I tell you and Dave this. I don't know, really know why, but we talk about everything. I've gone back and started listening to the Something to Wrestle from the beginning. And I'm up, I'm up to episode 277. And we just covered Survivor Series. Shit, when was it? 95 or 96? Barry Horowitz was on the Survivor Series team. Yep. That was when he had made his only run. and And people forgot that. Barry Horowitz actually almost had a intercontinental title match against Jeff Jarrett until he got choked out by Bob Backlund and Bob Backlund took his place. That's by the way, I I've watched some of those old shows from 93, 94, 95, and 96. I watched Raws and all the pay-per-views in order. Uh, insane Bob Backlund. Underrated. Underrated. He'll Bob Backlund nuts is phenomenal. Like is because Backlund was never a strong promo. So now you just got him yelling and screaming, quoting the dictionary, yelling plebeian. His promos are everywhere. They make no sense. Their sentences just doing this. 
So it was like the ultimate warrior. And it was great because he was nuts. So it didn't matter. And you just have Vince behind him holding the mic like. Then he ran for Congress. And then he choked out a, a cameraman. And that was the first time I ever saw Vince McMahon get physically involved with anything. It was back when choked out a magazine writer in the ring to, to demonstrate the chicken, the, the chicken wing. And then Vince got tried to pry him off, but did not, did not succeed. But I will say, uh, oddly enough, if you go back, back and watch that show, I cannot remember which one it was off the top of my head, but when Vince gets involved physically, the crowd pops for him. It's kind of nuts to, to go back and watch. Barry Windham here with the iron claw. How apropos right now on old Bam Bam. Is Barry Windham the shitty Ric Flair? I mean, here he probably would have made an okay Ric Flair. I mean, he's just much taller than Flair. But, Timmy, since it's a, a, you know, topic of conversation right now, worst finisher, Iron Claw or the Heart Punch? (laughs) I'm going to go Sharpshooter. What? Well, because Bret Hart put it on, so. And you don't like Bret Hart, but that doesn't make Worst it. Valid, it doesn't make it a valid argument. The Kirby Puckett home run. How about that? I'll see you tomorrow night. So you're going to say, really, Puckett's? Now I have a whole nother hatred. What? How is any walk off World Series home run less than? It's fat ass Kirby Puckett. Yeah, several time All Star and MLB Hall of Famer. Yeah, fat ass. What? What? Why is his ass fat? Because he's holding all them trophies. In I don't understand your. No, his ass is fat because he's got a fat ass. What are you? I don't get you sometimes. I don't get you because he drinks a lot of chocolate milk. I don't know. Because you made fun of him, and then you validated his achievements, (laughs) and then went back to no, because he's a fat ass. That's why. (laughs) That's why. I mean, he doesn't suck like Bret Hart. I mean, what he only won five WWF titles. What is what? What? Who did he ever beat? All right, you cannot. Don't throw titles in my face in a fake sport. I just did. I'll do it again. It's terrible. Why? Look, he won five titles because he bitched a lot. Okay. No, I'm pretty sure he started bitching after he won it at nine. And then Hulk Hogan ended up taking it anyway, which is worse. And then Hogan never gave him his rematch, which is tremendous. He was like, hey, I'm going to drop the belt to Yoko instead, and I'm going to go to Europe, and I'm going to dip out. I'm going to make a shitty made-for-TV movie. Or 12. Yeah. Oh, no, wait. Was that... already made... He already made a blockbuster. Wait, was the that Trap? That might have been uh, Trouble in Paradise he went to go leave for, maybe. I don't... Well, no, it was a Mr. Nanny. I don't remember. So many shitty things he did in that, in that span. And now he's a Christian. He was baptized. He has found Jesus. Good for him. So I so who who was he wearing that cross for all these years? Buddha? Heather Klim? Heather Klim. <laughs> you, you know what? Well done. That was good. That was good. She, well, he uncrossed her legs. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Huh? Huh. So here we are with uh Jim Ross and maybe Lance Russell out of Bristol. Maybe Lance Russell. <laughs> I'm Jim Ross here with maybe Lance Russell. We should probably look that up. I'm going to look that up, see who this other announcer I think it is Lance Russell. It's Arcade 88. It actually, it's I know not. it's not. I know it's not. Lance Russell was the guy from Atlanta. Um, 
I'm gonna Memphis. I'm gonna feel so dumb. He's the guy I, from Memphis. I'm gonna feel so dumb when I see this. Tony Schiavone is gonna whip your ass. Really? Eh, maybe. I was gonna say I don't think so. Where are the Bob, list of is the it Bob Cottle? Bob Cottle, that's his name. Really, they're gonna they're gonna correct me that I confused Mississippi Burning and Time to Kill. They're gonna let me call Bob Cottle Lance Russell for two fucking hours. Good job, guys. Ugh. <sighs> We're in hour twenty-seven. By the way, ten thousand people at the show. Oh, there's Magnum TA and, and uh, old Rick Snyder. Uh, Rick Steiner. Rick Schneider. I was going Rick Schneider. It'd be better for John Schneider. And tell them about how they're going to jump the General Lee later. <laughs> by the way, John Schneider said some rather batshit things recently. Are you, are you uh, just surprised by that? Because I'm not. What? John Schneider got batshit crazy? Yeah. Please tell me. Fill and me you know in. what? You know what's great is when the, when I saw his picture online. Why are they? Hold on. Can we look at this interview? Like they are totally trying to frame Steiner out and put Magnum in the middle. Is um. I don't know. Let me, let me see if I can. Uh, I mean, we're allowed so many seconds. Let me see. Let me see. Just a good old boy. Never meaning no harm. Oh, well, coming up here in the future. Really? Yeah. I'll beat him. That'd be great. It I'll would... beat him. I'll beat him. Oh, I left him home in a cage. He didn't want to cut airline them. You know, them airlines, they won't let him fly. Because he's a pit bull and oh Pan Am, oh Pan Am Airlines. Uh, regardless of whether price- they would let him fly, they'd be like, "Hey, we're gonna take you to England." To be standing here beside you, you, and I hope you are very successful at defending this title. Thank you very much. Let me shake your hand. All right, let's go back to more action at <laughs> ringside right now. <laughs> the next time, the next time I go to a wrestling convention and somebody signs me an autograph. While they're holding the pin or taking a picture, I'm going to shake his hand like that. Let me shake your hand. Just grab it. <laughs> so, uh, back to our ratings here. That match, Rick Steiner and Mike Rotundo. Got Should have been better. Should have been like a three and a half. 18-minute match, three and a half stars. Very Bam Bam for the NWA US title got three and three quarter. So, up next, for the NWA Tag Team Champions. It's Rhodes and and Sting against Animal and Hawk, the Road Warriors. Two matches to go, but yet we still have an hour and five minutes. Oh, that's wonderful. Dusty looking svelte here in svelte. And by svelte, by svelte, I I mix those letters up and I meant fat. None of those, except for the T in svelte, none of those words (laughs) are in the word fat. But uh, Dusty Rhodes wearing his finest uh, basketball jersey here. Look at look at these the two. Road Warriors look like a million fucking dollars, and, and they're gonna lose. They're gonna lose the. All right, Sting looks good, but one of these things is not like the other, and it's Dusty Rhodes. Or what are we doing here? But Dusty Rhodes, one could argue he has Sting would catch up eventually. But he has more charisma than the other three, I would say. One could argue he's eaten a Christmas ham already. Was this on? Well, this no, this was the day after Christmas. We're actually watching this on the 35-year anniversary of the show. So he's just bloated. My bad. He's Dusty Rhodes, bro. I don't care. The audience cared, you dick. 
By the way, I'm trying to see. I was trying to see what the buy rate for this show would have been. Seven. Seven people. <laughs> no, like a 7.0. Oh, I don't think you understand how buy rate numbers work because that's like three and a half million people. <laughs> well, in 80, yeah, I could see that in 88. WrestleMania was doing like 650 here. Oh, that's terrible. 650. I was one of the I was one of the 650 and so what what was the, it's funny that you mentioned that. What is the first uh WrestleMania you remember watching live? WrestleMania 4 this year. Mine, mine was 9. That was the first one I watched live, a terrible one. Thank you, Ben. I hope you had a great Christmas. Ben Jones, thank you. I do I can't find a I can't find a uh, buy rate here, which is disappointing. They didn't have one. Well, I was just going to say, maybe they went on pay-per-view. I know they were. Yeah, they were definitely on pay-per-view. Because, you know, at the time, they would still sneak in. Uh... By the way, Ben Jones, they have a Christmas in Australia? Yeah. Right. Do you not watch NORAD every year? All right. Santa Claus flies over China and ain't no he ain't dropping shit in China. There's you don't know that. There's good boys and girls in China. Yeah, but they don't allow Santa because they, they shoot him. Well, I know they definitely don't allow Winnie the Pooh. Correct. Well, Pooh Bear. Not allowed in uh, not allowed in China. Actually, we just got thrown off of uh off of YouTube for saying that. So there is a dark match on this show. It's after the show. There's a 17-man, $50,000 bunkhouse battle royal. That sounds fun. Uh, why was that on the... Shit. Why was that on the dark? And it took 20 minutes. <laughs> okay. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I'm trying to see if... Because I only see two competitors. Stink got a nice ass here. Great ass on old uh, Sting here. So I do know Junk JYD won that match by last eliminating Abdul the Butcher. Did he electrocute him? It doesn't say that. There'd be less than then because I've seen also, him electrocuted. I, I enjoy the seventeen man battle royals. <laughs> <laughs> they, they had a small roster. What are you talking about? Um, by the way, if you're just joining us, like Ben Jones, and you got Starcade '88 pulled up, you're going to watch it with us. We are at 151, 12, 13, 14, 15. Sting and Dusty against the Road Warriors with Tommy Young as the referee. No Barbarian? This is not, not yet. I mean, this, this has been a good show. I will say this has been a good show. By the way, we said we have, uh, well, we, at the time, an hour and five minutes with two matches to go. This this match only goes 1120. <laughs> Flair, Flair just putting on his flareness. 31 minutes. It's the only match that went longer than 18. And it's at 31 minutes for, for Flair and Luger. Good. I got to do a lot of flip-flopping flying. Ooh, I, I bet you're going to see at least two of each Flair spot. <laughs> and again, I, I you know, we, we just recently, we just watched Smoky Mountain and we saw that chode. That complete bad nature, nature boy Bailey Rydell that we called him on that show, but <laughs> Bailey Rydell, and he did every flare spot in that show, and we're like, it's cool that he thinks that the spots are why Flair got over, and not you know the guy that was doing it. 
not hid. Oh, Dusty looks like me after Thanksgiving dinner. You know what, though? As I, as I sit, I'm sitting here watching this and, you know, knowing the story and how, how, you know, Dusty started off as a heel in a tag team with Dick Murdoch and then, you know, got over in Florida and turned on Gary Hart's uh, Devastation Incorporation and became the American Dream. I would have loved to have been a wrestling fan in the 80s, I like guess, as, as, at my age now, just to really appreciate how over Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair were in a non-WWF world. Because that's a, a, a wrestling world of the WWF is really all I've known because I where I grew up in Indiana. And I know they still would have been there, but I've I would have been watching WTBS and in the south which i know was everywhere and usa network wasn't necessarily everywhere until you know 85 86 i wonder how old sing was here cuz he, what is he 62 now 63 uh, he was pretty young here he'd have been mid mid to late 20s 28 20s 27 28 somewhere in there somewhere around there uh. same age as dennis condry <laughs> Dennis Condre, 23 years old here. So. <laughs> this guy is driver's license. Look, look like he was 82. <laughs> Smoked a pack of camels just before his match started. Again, I love that they're saying that he's from uh Venice Beach. Venice Beach, California. Same as Hulk Hogan. Again, why couldn't you say just just for the sake of argument, why couldn't you say someone that looks like Sting with the personality of Sting? All those other things. Like, nothing says he's he's from Venice Beach. Why couldn't you just say he was from wherever he was from? Daytona Beach. Because then you could have thought anyone could grow up to be Sting. If you're telling... You know, you that's not the story you want to tell back then, though. Well, I was they just going to say... life superstars. Well, at the time, NWA, uh, Jim Crockett's not aimed at kids. I had to remind... I just had to remind myself. The WWF was. Sting was aimed at kids. Sting, Sting was, was aimed at kids. Sting might have been the beginning of the transition, but they weren't there yet. I mean, we we literally started the show with Dusty Rhodes getting a spike shoved in his eye. You think kids don't like that? I mean, not without crying. Hmm? Where is Sting from? You think he's from Iowa or something? Well, no, his, somewhere, his, somewhere Midwest. His son played uh, football at. Iowa. No, not the singer Sting. I don't care about him. I want to go to Iowa. The university? No, just the state. Well, you know, at University of Iowa, not a good place to be a wrestler because there no one gets over. Also not a good place to be an offensive football player because no one scores. That was the joke. No one gets over. No one gets the over. Thank you. I always take the Iowa under. You should. So he's 64. So that would now, make him... So he was 29 here at the show. Yeah. Kind of old. How old was Dusty here? He is... He was Omaha, Nebraska. I actually wasn't far. Is where Sting is from. Dusty Rhodes. How old is those Dusty? 38. He had been in the business for a while. He broke in in the 60s. Mm, let's see. Okay. Let's do... Let me, let me see if I can find what year he broke in. He broke in in 67. So this is his 22nd year in the business. So I'm going to guess he broke in at 21. All right, maybe 41. 
We'll set the over under at 41 and a half. How's that? I'm going to say under 43. Ooh. Was his age here. And you got to remember, too. I mean, Dusty makes a run here in the WWF not terribly long after this show, was there until essentially Rumble 91. And that's pretty much the end of Dusty's entering career. So he would have been 46 around that time. And the AJ, AJ Styles in the is words like of, 50 now. In the words of Conrad Thompson, that's the age of AJ Styles right now. I think he's older than that. I think AJ Styles is like 47 now. Here we go. Let's look that up. AJ Styles. Jack to the gills. No way he's yeah. not on the, No way he's not on the gas. He is 46. Well, that's the thing is when you go away, you, you can get on the gas because they don't test you. That's why Randy Orton and AJ Styles came back and looked like monsters. But again, it, it, it's a minor point. I don't mean to keep doing this to, to AEW. But... All right. Here's the thing, though. And everyone's going to bitch about steroids. Steroids are not performance enhancing for wrestling. No, not really. They're an aesthetic. Yeah. I mean, let's say I would, I would love to get on steroids because God knows I need them. Have you seen us? Not good. Well, particularly after all this bullshit. I'd love I'd love my beard to have a six pack, but um, and that and that's a and, and that's a, a very distinct difference between AEW and and again I don't mean to keep doing this. But you have two guys come back from long-standing injuries in AJ Styles and Randy Orton. They are jacked to the gills right now. They look like a million dollars. They're tan, killing it. Adam Cole comes back before he got hurt Mayday. again. And looked awful. Awful. And I'm not saying go on the gas and, you know, when you leave, you weigh 180. When I you am. come back, weigh 250. I'm I'm well totally what I mean that. is to the excess, right? To Hercules Hernandez levels. Yeah. I'm not saying do that. But if but you know AJ and Randy look they're phenomenal. If you go on the shelf and you weigh 170, 180, you know, aim to come back 200, 205. Yeah. And tan. And tan. Because that's how you win championships. Tan. Tan. Th- that's especially how you win the WCW world title. In 97, it was. Because you, you know no pale asshole ever won the WSW world title. Except for... Except for... Dust. Well, actually, no. Dusty's pretty tame here, too. Especially that little spot on his stomach. Mm. I don't even I, know what that ever was. But. Now I'm going to sit... It's just a birthmark, I think. But now I'm going to sit here and I th- I'm going to think about, like... Did a pale guy ever win the WCW world title? I mean, would you call Vader pale? Ron Simmons? He's definitely not pale. Uh, Vader would be paler. Muda? Again, definitely not pale. <laughs> oh, good. Instagram cancels your stream after one hour. That's cool. And there we go. Here it goes. Oh, um, Live video ended. Thanks for watching. I'm going to try to get that started back. Because right as I noticed, right as we stopped, Rucker jumped in. <laughs> and uh, we mentioned Hulk Hogan's name. So you you know what that brought up. He Rucker, not a fan. Starcade. I think Rucker loves Hulk Hogan. He, he doesn't. About? He doesn't. Actually, I'm pretty sure I've talked to him about it in person. <laughs> Rucker <laughs> said, 
Let me tell you something, brother. Let me tell you something, brother. Brother. Let's see if I can get this shit going again. Another hour. I know. I know how to do it now. So there's that. Um, Sting putting on a clinic here. Oh, it won't let me do it again. Those sons of bitches. They're wrestling in like a 12 by 12 ring here. Just so you know. He's going to show Bret Hart how to do the scorpion deathlock. Bret Hart thief. I can't tell you how excited I am that they, you know. I have read articles. They say you should actually aim to do Instagram live. And, you know, you do all that. And they're like, oh, P.S. We don't do it longer than an hour. What? Dusty taking a cheap shot. Bitch, I've got shit to say. A little kick to the nuts. We've got a cover. Who is that man? Oh, that's, um, what's his face? Paul Ellering. Paul Ellering. We've got a disqualification. Did he hit him with a phone? Why does everyone have a phone? I think he hit him with a Wall Street Journal. Oh, it is. It is a newspaper. It is not a phone. You're right. Rucker, if you're still on Instagram Live, why don't you go ahead and come back to us? We want to talk to you. Rhodes and Sting are your winners by disqualification. No titles. They get um, Why? two and three Quit quarters. slapping stars. his ass. Two and three quarters stars is what this match got. David Kyle in the comments on Instagram. Sting looked like a million bucks. Dusty looking like a million Cheetos. You didn't even just like I didn't even say David Kyle in the chat on Instagram. Maybe he should join. I don't know the stream. <laughs> here we are back with Mustachio. Let, let's see if we can uh, cue this back up here. Can dream Dusty Rhodes and Sting showed that there's a flaw in their armor and they had them down. Let's take a look at that Nista replay right now. Right. Okay, we literally just watched that, so we'll. We'll minimize that for right now. You know we're going to get a flare promo before he comes out, so we'll have to listen to that. Or seven. I bet, the, I bet the Luger promo is going to be captivating. <laughs> Not his strong suit here in 88. Yeah, he's going to do the... And look at himself flexing his pecs in the camera back at him. Tremendous. So this has been a fun show so far. We're at two hours and three minutes, 14, 15, 16 only 49 minutes to go, Timmy. I'm so Let glad you he again here soon. I'm so glad you and I are here, and Dave just gets to do whatever he wants at his house. That's great. That's really cool. That <laughs> you, get to do that. you know, just, just meander through his closets. Meander through his closets. <laughs> By the way, Dave, if you're still watching, uh, we did box score trivia. You weren't here. Timmy you caught lost. up. Timmy caught up. He won 41-39 for the month. So um, you're going to have to do better next month, buddy. Just going to have to do better next month. Also, I won, you know, two out of three in, in Timmy's Trivioki. So I got that going for me, too. But you couldn't figure out what they had to do with Then I didn't know the theme, no. Nobody could. Terrible. What was the theme? Cocktail. Cocktail. That was the theme. Bob Cottle and JR back right. with us. We're now, oh, I thought we, it's, 
Ric Flair, the total champion, Lex Loser was that sign. Tremendous. A lot of thought there. Well, Timmy, Timmy's going to pee. Oh, what an old woman that man is. Does I have to pee all the time? I have the bladder of an 87-year-old woman. There's the sign I just referenced. Uh, Ron Howard there in the crowd. That's cool. Celebrities here for the NWA show. We got Matt Cassio. There's old uh, Fran Drescher from the nanny. Lex Luger's going to kick some booty. Here he comes in red tights. The total package Lex Luger just kicked out of the four horsemen. That's the baby face turn. Some say may have been a little too soon, but uh, they had to do it because, again, Flair was running out of guys here. Babyface is here in, in late 88. He'd already done Dusty like four times. I think he would go back to it one more time. And uh, we've, got, we've done Ronnie Garvin. We've done Jimmy Garvin. We've done Barry Windham a handful of times. Like, we're running out of people. So Luger turned Babyface kind of in a rush. Now we got Flair and uh, Flair and Luger. Actually, eighty-seven was Nikita Koloff. And again, that this is why we keep saying this, and we can't it it we can't tell you how much of an impact Magnum TA getting hurt just stifles the NWA. He was going to be their guy. He was going to be the babyface champion. The heels were chasing rather than the other way. And since that didn't happen. You got you got a lot of Ric Flair. Flair never got to go away for a while until Sting eventually takes over. And then he, the Black Scorpion horse shit happens because of it. That he ended up uh, ended up being Ric Flair instead of Al Perez or whoever it was supposed to be. There he is. Good robe. Solid robe. The uh, the mustard green peacock robe. What would you call that? Like wasabi green? What would you call that? I was going to say, what kind of mustard are you eating? I didn't want to say mustard. I just said it. I wanted to say wasabi originally. I just said mustard. I don't really know why. It's like almost a peacock robe. It is a peacock robe. It's got a peacock on the back. Yeah. With yellow boots. I bet she's got green trunks on. Guaranteed. I don't know if I ever saw Ric Flair wearing yellow trunks because then it would be, what's that guy from Oregon? He's he's wore green trunks uh, or yellow trunks. I've seen it. What was that? Where was that guy from Oregon? Uh, uh, Billy Jack Haynes. Yeah, that is also now insane in his older age, which is cool. Lex looking like a million and a half bucks. Looking great here. Looking great. Then you got Flair and old JJ Dillon. You know, one of these days on Patreon, I'm have to put up the interview I had with JJ Dillon from like 2013. It was good. It was a good one. We went three and a half hours and we made it to 89. Like I wanted to ask him what it was like to be in the front office for WWF when, you know, Shawn Michaels and, and Bret Hart and all these guys are coming into the forefront, kind of pushing the, 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 the big man's territory out the window. And we never got there. (laughs) Now to be completely transparent, JJ, great guy, great interview. Great storyteller. Or too good a storyteller. He will talk your ear off if you let him. And also, I didn't have enough confidence at the time as an interview. That's why it was 10 years ago. Zabisco also similar. 
I didn't have enough confidence back then as an interviewer with JJ to jump in and, and redirect it. I just let him go, which don't do that. If you're an interviewer, you will get terrible interviews. Like, don't be rude about it, you know? But at some point, like, if you ask a question and they talk about three different things and never answer the question, you have to jump back and say, well, okay, well, that's great, but what about redirect them once, and if they don't, if they go out of the way to not answer it a second time, just avert, abort, move on to the next question. Because clearly they don't want to talk about it. How many stairs a day do you think Ric Flair was walking on a stair stepper? Probably easier to dictate that on Miles. Yeah. Killing it. Which Rick is great. Flair. Like, I, I kind of want to try doing the stair stepper just to see like what the benefit is over doing you know an exercise bike or train. Well, your ass will look great. That that's one of them. Ric Flair has a great ass. I'll give him that. Well, I think Ric Flair's biggest thing was like he looked good, but Ric Flair was literally drinking the bar every night. So you're not gonna get, you're not gonna look like Lex when you're drinking the bar every night. You know what's funny is trust me, I know. What's funny is according to the to to some stories that have come out recently. Flair did. I mean, of course, Flair lived the gimmick, right? You had to, he had to go to the hotels after the hotel bars after the shows and hang out with the boys and hang and, and you know get the girls or anything else. But there's been some stories recently coming out. Ric Flair, not the drinker he made himself out to be. His body says otherwise. I mean, he would do he would do some ghost shots. Where he what, would. What, yes, but we when you're only drinking fifteen out of twenty. Well, I mean, again, You're still doing damage. Probably, you know, some of us had a necessity, so he doesn't, I don't know, die every night. But yeah, um, and you got to keep that, you know, thing going up, and it's hard to do that. No loaded. blue pill, no blue blue pills in the eighties. So. Loaded, but there was cocaine. Uh-huh. Still don't think I don't think that helps your pee pee. No, Ricky Henderson, get in touch with us. Mm. Does cocaine help your pee pee or? Strawberry, Doc Gooden. There's a Keith Hernandez. There's an Lenny Dykstra. <laughs> the '86 Mets get with us. I mean, we could, we could do cocaine, meth, and the whole gamut. We're that with Dykstra's. Any of that stuff help your dick? That's what we really <laughs> need to know. No, I don't care about you playing for the Phillies. I need to know about your 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 Johnson. Let's talk about that. Randy Johnson did it fall off by now. Lex Luger's another guy in the, in the Bigelow boat. I can't tell you what he's missing. And and granted, you know, Luger, to me, wasn't always an NWA guy, WCW guy. And he won the, the title three times, four times. You know, you know what Luger's thing was that kept him out? The fingers in the promos. It was, it was this, this. This is what caused it. But my, my thing is... My question is, um, in the in his WWF run, because he he was over and he never won. There, there's uh, Luthes, and he never won a single title in the WWF. Do you think his run kind of flopped strictly because of SummerSlam 90, 90 what was that ninety four? Do you think it was definitely, just because definitely of that? it was a big part of it? Definitely, big part. No, it was ninety three. 
SummerSlam 93. Yeah, 90. No, it was 94. Because he went to WCW 95. No, no, no. It was 93 because WrestleMania 10 was would have been 94. And that was Lex, Yoko, Brett. And they had already lost faith in Lex by then. 10 would have been 90 Because of SummerSlam 93. SummerSlam 93 was main evented by Lex and, Lex and Yoko. Because he, he body slammed Yoko on the USS Intrepid July 4th, 1993. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Sorry. So he is, is, is the finish of SummerSlam 93 enough to just derail Luger? Which, by the way, is not his fault. They booked that shit. But was that enough of the audience to just... Because I don't think it is. I think the finish sucked, but I think I think the audience was still kind of into it. I think this how I think WWF lost their confidence in him for whatever reason. Once again, I think we're going back to behind the scenes shit. Well, I, you know, you've heard that Lex wasn't into the whole Lex Express thing, but then again, find me someone who would be, especially that. T- like, oh, he had his own bus. A, a camper bus in '93 is not what it is now. Hulk Hogan would have been into it. Oh, boy, would he? Yes. I don't know that. Hulk Hogan would have sold it. That, yes. That I will grant you. I don't know if he would have, because like we we wanted him to live on it every day and everything. Like, I I don't know if I would have done that. (laughs) Every day? Like, all, the whole day? I don't know if I want to do that. The whole day. Yes. You just ride on a bus. We're going to make you champion for a year and a half. Boy. That's a tough sell. I don't know if I Rosa gonna... Parks. Who? We, did, I mean, we didn't specify what seat. <laughs> so far, this is uh this is all Lex here just showing his hey look his, the press slam absurd, spot. His absurd body. Over tilted Rick. Terrible. I still, I don't know how uh, Rick slept with all those women. He's like not an attractive guy. We got to remember. Well, I mean, he's, I mean, he's probably got a man hammer recording all the stories, but you get what, what's crazy to think about too, is a year and a half before this Lex Luger is playing for the Memphis showboats. Say a year and a half before this. Yeah. Year and a half, two years. That's how Jerry Lawler. 88. Yeah. That's how Jerry Lawler found him. He's playing for the Memphis showboats. Mm-hmm. Not in 88. No, I said a year and a half or two years before this. Rick Flair was wrestling in 70. Lex Luger. Oh, I we're talking about Rick Flair. Yeah, you're talking about how handsome he is, and I changed the topic. I, I said unhandsome, but by the way. But yeah, he's playing a year and a half, two years before this. Luger's playing for the Memphis Showboats. And now he's main eventing Starcade 88 with Rick Flair. So if for people like, well, Luger may not have performed that well. Of course he didn't. Luger ain't no Kurt Angle. It never was. Never never was going to try to be. But he, he ain't looking bad in this match so far. I'll give him that. Well, that's because of Flair. But if you're if you're just joining us, by the way, we're at 215, 51, 52, 53, 54. Still not there. Starcade 88. We're down to 37 minutes, Tim. Well, 30, 36. Timmy, we're getting there. Sweet Christ. Uh, Rucker's back in the, in the in the IG chat with Bumwine Bob and David Kyle. Hey, why didn't David Kyle join us in the real chat? 
or you know just come back i mean i mean to be fair dave did tell us he wasn't gonna be here like two weeks ago well, there's a chop there's a punch luger's punches were awful i'll have to say that as well as his wrestling but see, there's there's a key difference, and I, I really think Luger's second stint in WCW proved it. There's a difference between wrestling and working. And I don't think Luger's work was that terrible. His wrestling was trash, but I don't think his work was that bad. Mm. He sold okay for a big guy. He sold all right. He fired up pretty good. Had a pretty good comeback. If he had a better promo, he'd have been money. Oh, yeah. He bumped well. Luger did bump well. Tiny calves. That was the problem. Sure. Yeah. That body is like, God, but if you look at your legs, son, your legs are. <laughs> he skipped a lot of leg days. Yeah. I Yes, I see your 13-pack, but have you seen your calves? Correct. That, what, Flair used to talk about that's how he got him off his game, was he would tell him, tiny calves. I think he might have. Just snuck one in there. If you notice, he had his hand like this. Flair definitely talking to Luger the entire time. Walk me around this ring. But you know what's funny is, I only know that now because I'm a douche and can't just appreciate things. I have to know everything about it. So I only know that because of how much I know about wrestling now. If I was watching this in the like when I was three when this happened, but if I was like 12 watching this in the moment, I would have known that's what was happening. Just amazing, like I was like twelve. Especially nowadays with social media, it just amazes you like how much that just ruins. It. Well, for example, there are already people allegedly leaking the card for Royal Rumble next month. Why? Why are you to doing? Be fair, that? most of them just making shit up. So, well, I, I get that, but I mean, they so far as to they have who's going to be in the Royal Rumble matches listed. Why? Stop it. Let us enjoy shit. Hey, do you guys want to hear from my source? I don't care about your source. I give two shits. I used to like reading the source. Talk reading about Dr. Dre and well, Snoop Dogg. Yeah, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have followed you on that one. I wouldn't have got it. Look, Luger firing up. This is the first fired up because they're still... Um, 17 more to go. 33 minutes left in this show. Again, this match went a half hour. We should give like some credence to the fact that Flair drug Lex Luger for 30 minutes. 30 minutes. That is nothing short of a miracle. I'm gonna, oh, are they that's right. I was just saying, I wonder where they are for the show. They're at the Norfolk Scope. We saw that at the beginning. Match I've been to. Or a venue I've been to. I know. Beautiful building. Your old man. It's a beautiful building. Put some dude in the torture rack. End of his set. That I would have loved that to no end. I would have been the guy that he did it to. I, I would have volunteered. No, you wouldn't have. He couldn't lift you. It'd be like Brad Williams. But then I would fall and I'd get way more money out of it. So he would drop me and go, just go, Jesus Christ. <laughs> just walk off the stage. Lewis Black giving Brad Williams torture act. I don't know if he could do that at this age. What? But I'm betting he could have back in 2006. Probably. That's 17 years ago now. Been, Jesus Christ. Been in his late, early 60s. 
course, Brad Williams would have only been like 21. So it's true. Everyone knows when he was 21, he was like six foot two. <laughs> I don't think so. That's no, not true. That's not right. That's what, I, that's what I was told. That's what my sources told me. Is he on the Jericho cruise this year? I have no idea. I feel so bad for him if he is. I, have, I haven't even looked. Because we're not going, so I don't care. Somebody send us the list of the Jericho crews so we can... I mean, we can look tell, it up. Tell all of them how bad of a time they're going to have. We can look it up. There, I mean, you know what sucks, too, is that the comedians, all of them that were there last year, last year were all good. Yeah. There wasn't a bad one. Here we go. January 20... Oh, it's in January. Ugh. Yeah. It's Royal Rumble weekend. What are we Seems doing? like a horrible idea. Uh, let's see. Guest of honors, Paul White. Your guest host is He'll Santino. Is Santino. From your, a, a decade ago? Yes. Your guest cruise director is CJ Perry. I like hot, her. Hot and flexible. Almost had her finger amputated. And then director of laps, Brad Williams. Special guests. Brad Bully is Ray, there. Bully Ray, Devon, Jim Ross, Jerry Lynn, Ultimo Dragon, Matt Cardona, Gangrel, Marcus Bagwell. Really? You're bringing Buff Bagwell on this chap? <laughs> well, Rucker's in the Instagram chat. I'm sure I'm going to see some shit pop up there in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Steph DeLander, the Mountie, Jack, Jacques Rougeau, Bushwhacker Luke, Giselle Shaw, Speedball Bailey, Missy Hyatt, Danielle Monet. Missy Hyatt? Missy Hyatt. And Someone getting sued. Michael Oku, I don't know who that is, and Dave LaGreca. Let's see, your music. Holy shit, Timmy. Who? Some of these band names. Fozzie, the obvious one, right? Yeah. The Georgia Thunderbolts. Trickster. Bullet Boys. Guardians of the Jukebox. You ready for this? This is my favorite one. The Foos Fighters. <laughs> Good plan on words. The Foos Fighters is a band name. Foosball Fighters. Fem Haland is the next one. Quarantine, spelled with a cake. That's clever. Well, that, that's Jericho's other band. Oh, okay. Is it? Yeah, he has two bands. It should be. James Durbin and the Lost Boys. Les Carlson, The Nocturnal Affair, Dave Spivak Project, Amongst the Giants, Brian Fox, and The Good Chiggins. Okay. That's your music. Let me see. What were we looking for? That sounds for? fucking terrible. What were we... Uh, also, uh, a perk you may not know about on the, on the cruise ship. Uh, the, uh, the uh, the cruise ship you don't get off the boat at any time till it's time to leave. <laughs> I, More than the week. Well, that was just that one. I, oh, I think that was they, just they, ours. They, okay, they will great. actually get off. Hopefully, hopefully the Dave Spivak project will get left wherever they're going. You know what's funny is they're showing all these pictures from the 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 cruise. I don't remember any of these pictures being taken, but it could be from a different one, I guess. Where are there pictures of us there? No. What was <laughs> us and the comedians in the hot tub? Oh, well, comedians. That's what we're looking up. Because we hung out with the comedians in the hot tub two nights in a row. And you're asking yourselves, how'd you do that? Because we're not weird. That's how. Yeah. Um, and people see. like hot tubs. Lineup? Is Kate Quigley there? I don't know. 
Director of Last, Brad Williams. He's there. That was not a cruise. That was a Royal Rumble in St. Louis. Timmy slept in the hallway. <laughs> nope, that was in Nashville. That was SummerSlam. Was it in Nashville? Yep. Remember? No, I don't remember. Because <laughs> I had to take like the $187 cab ride mm. after Angel no, I... had taken the $187 cab ride where she threw up out of the cab. Oh, that's right. It was uh, the um, Roast of Flair. Yeah, and I was like, hey, why did your Uber that was $27 cost $150? Well, if you throw up and leave a tip, it costs $150. They don't list the... Oh, comedy. Here we go. There's two people listed. Who? Eleanor Kerrigan. Nancy's daughter? Sure. And the other one, Johnny Johnny Locasto or Loquasto, one or the other. Poor Brad Williams. <sighs> Live podcast. I'm so glad we're not. Don't going. please don't. They, oh, I'm gonna, all terrible. There's only two. Busted open, which is just oh, Dave cool. Lagreca apparently. Both well, the Dudleys are there. Yeah. The peril, the paranormal sixty with Dave Schrader. Real sorry, I'm gonna miss that one. Yeah. I don't want to be negative. And and if you're going to that show, I hope you have as much fun as you possibly can. Okay. Please enjoy yourself. I, I'm going to tell you, avoid um, one of our ex-co-hosts. Hmm. Uh, not Dave. But, I mean, it looks... <laughs> Dave's not an ex! What? Did you just fire Dave? I didn't. But I, it is fun. I mean, we had a riot, but it was most, more because of us. And it was, again, yeah, it was way more because of us that, like, you could have put us on a ship going nowhere. Nowhere! Because we never that got point. off the ship. We, we did a lap around the Bahamas and went back. But people like, really? You didn't off the ship? No. It stormed the night we were supposed to port. We never got off the ship, but um, it is fun. But Timmy, just just for the sake of conversation, just you and I, we're not trying to dog <laughs> anyone who's going on the, on the cruise this year. Please have fun. This has got to be the last year, right? It seems to be getting worse every year. Like like that shit peaked at number two because I went on three, and then I went on four with you guys. Yeah, and and again, four was fun, but it, even at four. It didn't seem like like the the wrestling experience for three was better than four. I don't remember other than them having the matches on the deck. I don't remember anything. Like uh, there, the whole day, you're kind of like, just go do whatever. I couldn't tell you what any of the matches were. I remember Matt the Cardone. only thing I can the only thing I remember is us going to the the signings where Dave was cutting line cussing people and almost fought a bartender and well, then I, where we were sitting to in the be hot fair, I almost fought him too I almost fought yeah. him too my, I don't hey, know who got here first hey my room card's back there I don't have time to look for your room card <laughs> I can physically see it it's right there my name's on I don't have the time look how many people are there's eight people at the bar this guy was killing me and the one remember we we tipped the one bartender the first day as soon as we walked on the boat he came running out from like another room. He's like, hold on, hold on, TJ, I got you. I got you, buddy. 
Oh, we got a superplex here coming up. Another flare bump. I think we kind of underestimate the superplex. That guy's Bam. wearing the whole MJF scarf as a shirt. That's fabulous. I need some Burberry stuff. I mean, we all do. D- Dave likes to fight. That's the problem. Well, not, Dave likes to party, but Dave likes to fight. Here's so. Here's the difference, uh, and I I really experience on the on the cruise ship, right? Because we're we're on a, a cruise ship, and really we're, the only three people we know is each other. So you can kind of just be yourselves because we know we're not going to be judged by the other people in the room, meaning us three. Timmy and Dave can both tell you honestly, it takes me a while to get going. But once I get going, I can drink all damn day. Like as long as I'm up moving, I'm in the sun, I'm doing something all day. I ain't got a problem. I ain't, you're not going to see me get drunk. You're not nothing. I'm not going to get sloppy. I'm just going to drink steadily all day. Vodka and pineapple juice. Just. No, it was Dave, Dave that got drunk. Timmy, um, when the sun goes down and we want to do karaoke, it gets real annoying. And I have to yell at him. No, I get I get quiet. I, no, that I is not talking. what happens. That is not what I happens. I stopped talking. You, you tried to. You were like, hey, you should talk to her. And I'm like. That was the first night. So the third night, we're in there and you were yelling at everyone who sang karaoke. I think I was trying to fight. And I looked at you and I said, unless you're going to sing, shut your stupid face. I tried. They and, then, let me. and then Dave, you're going to have to specify. I don't know what that means. He's so healthy. Just me, me drinking all day? I don't know what that means. And then Dave, um, Dave will also drink all day and won't really show you signs of like falling off the path. I mean, he really didn't even at night. Um, to be fair, on the way back to the room the first night, he totally showed signs of falling off the path because he couldn't follow one. He was just bumping walls all the way yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. And what's funny is to this day, I heard that I've heard that story about them bouncing off the walls in the cruise ship. I don't them. remember it. Not them. It was Dave. Dave. Well, Dave. Ding, I'm sure ding, you were too. Ding, ding. But no one no one can recall where I was during this story. I just disappeared. Uh-huh. It happens. So I mean, that's fun. Who knows where I? I was. mean, there was no chance we weren't going to have fun. It's just Chris Jericho and AEW. They didn't have a lot to do with that fun. No. No. I give Brad Williams a lot of credit. I do. The comedians were excellent. Give Kate Quigley a lot of credit. I give um. Well, she didn't have a name. I gave the girl whose titty fell out on the pool deck. I don't know her name, credit. So, but I never. I know exactly who you're talking about. Girl literally had a tit out for thirty minutes, and when someone told her, "Like, hey, we we got this," we're like, "What are you doing?" She could not have given less of a shit. She just literally stood up and went, <laughs> "Pop that shit back in." And went about her day. But yeah, I mean, we were in the hot tub or in the pool because the pool was right next to it. We were in there literally from the time we got out of breakfast until the sun went down and after that even. There's there's literally a bar on 10 feet of you on each side. So why would we move? And, you know, it's... 
I mean, again, I, I had a riot. It's what you make out of it. I will tell you a lot of people I saw, a lot of wrestling fans on the cruise ship I saw, wore um, the same shit every day. Nerd. Yes. Every day. Lots of nerds. One guy was wearing, he had green hair, and he wore a like a furry onesie of Donatello from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He wore that shit every single day on a cruise ship. Every Now, he never took it off one day. Every, the whole week, he wore it. Gross. Like, not I bet clean, you... Not the cleanest people. I bet you that cruise ship did not have to restock on soap and shampoo afterwards. <laughs> We're good on that. But Which, it was by fun. The way, and the food we need to great. have like we need to have a cruise where it's like us. And then we take a bunch of these guys and so we're gonna take a pontoon boat. <laughs> so no the... no wrestling involved, just us all going out and getting hammered and and, and on like Lake of the Ozarks. That's pretty central. No, we it only works if you go somewhere tropical. On a pontoon boat. No, not on a pontoon boat. What to what else can we're we not afford? gonna buy a whole damn cruise ship, but we get like 20 cabins or whatever. We'll take one of those ships they haul garbage in over there. <laughs> <laughs> Barge. <laughs> Leave Jen alone. What is what you said it? I, I didn't. You said it. I was the scalawag. That wasn't the I called her a scalawag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say, you know, we did the, the Sweet Lifes in, in uh, St. Louis and Nashville, which unfortunately you and I have to miss this year in Tampa. One time we go and it's warm. Well, actually, not to say Nashville was cold, but it was July. Um, those are always a riot. La you know, last year we did, the, we did the, the sweet and the bus. We didn't have to do it in St. Louis because we didn't realize until we got there that the, the TWA dome was literally across the street from hotel we were staying in and um nashville not, did you say the twa dome? whatever the hell it's called now where the fuck are you st louis it's the dome of america at st louis Thank by you. the way it's never been the TA, twa dome not in st louis it was uh are you sure oh yeah edward jones dome is what oh, it was we got a figure four here although we know it's not the finish Another 28 minutes. This is a great question. How come I leave and come back to Timmy was talking shit? Called you a scallywag, Jen. Scally no, I did not. You did. did. No, you did. You said she was trash. The words, I didn't say that either. The words scallywag didn't enter my head for the last 20 years of my life until you said it just now. <laughs> I mean, it's a good word. It's a solid word, but to sit here and say I'm calling people scalawags is blasphemous. I'm not doing that. Look at his act. Fuck. I want to be Lex Luger in 1988. His ribs not have muscles. Jesus Christ. Also, his sweat is so glistening. Uh, he's sweating baby oil. That's weird. It's like, he, it's like he's made out of wax. There you go, Timmy. It's really too bad he killed a woman. Well, something to look forward to. There, Why is Tim. she going to kill me? Because you called her a scalawag. What? She is a scalawag. Dang. 
That this is what she's going to do. She's, she's telling me the whole plot. All right. To be fair, someone did that this week, and it didn't wind up good for them. Somebody threw fries at you? Yep. You can't not tell us that. I had him arrested. For assault? Yeah. How much salt was on the fries? <laughs> it's assault! A whole salt. It's assault with potatoes. <laughs> and grease. No, I'm, and people don't realize this, but, you know, I, I used to manage a Burger King back in the day before I became... Poorly. An electrician. No, I, I have... My Burger King was a shit. And my Burger King was the shit. I had a guy threaten me over the phone because he ordered like $38. But Timmy, you know these orders. It was it was all sandwiches, none of them were meals. It was just an assortment of sandwiches. And he got pissed because I left one out one out. And this is when Burger King had the fried burger, which was a horrible idea. My dad the loved what? it. Oh, I get my whole food pyramid and one sandwich. So it was a hamburger that had lettuce, tomato, mayo, and french fries on it. Gross. That that's just disgusting. And he got pissed because that got left out. His other 19 were included. But I forgot that when I said that's no problem. I said, let me put you in the book. You come back anytime you want and we'll we'll get it to you. Well, that was for my lunch tomorrow. I'm on the phone going. So okay. what? You want me to deliver it to your lunch? Okay. Where are you eating it? I said uh, you can come back tomorrow or whenever you want and come get it. And uh, you know, we'll get this fixed for you and he goes um i ordered food for my family for dinner and then i had extras to, for lunch i go i heard you the first time <laughs> i'm not dumb and um what was the next thing he, he goes he, he he started getting shitty because he was not i was not bending at his will to fix the situation and he goes well how about i just come down there and i whip your ass and I go, sir, I'm open. Was the guy's name Roy D. Mercer? Because I wasn't. think he might have been fucking with you. I go, sir, I'm open till midnight. So if you want to come on down here. And he goes, and how big a boy are you? He goes, what? <laughs> I said, I'm open till midnight. Dining room's open till midnight. Driver's open till one. You come on back if you want. If you, Depending on how you want to fight. Like, if you want to meet me here, be here by midnight. But it, it, like, it just. You just want to fight through a car. That shit happens regularly. <laughs> when you're a manager of fast food. It's crazy. It doesn't. That's bullshit. What do you mean it's bullshit? I've literally been to the point where I would fight someone and you know that I'm pretty laid back. Well, I don't I don't mean being threatened. Right? But having the rage in your eyes to may possibly or not possibly commit vehicular manslaughter happens on the reg. No. I've had like Three times where a customer's got me on tilt. I've been put on tilt more times by an employee than a customer. See, I, I've never had an employee. No, I oh, once. I had an employee on once. He came in and he cussed me out and mother effed me in front of everybody. Right when a shift started. I had an employee at 7 a.m. in the morning that was throwing a fit on like right in front of me. Asking all I did was send him home asking if he wanted to if I wanted to fight him and he'd be outside and I fired him and then he really wanted to fight me and I'm like no Rick Flair just got the three count with his feet on the ropes. What How about that? But we still have um 12 minutes, we're good. So I um 
uh, this this young man I used to employ. I went to the bar he was trying to become a kitchen worker at, and it was also the bar that was my last major bartending gig. It was a place called Mady's in Michigan City, Indiana, and I knew the owners. And I was going to a Cubs game and uh, stopped there for lunch, and we got to talking, and they asked me because they found out what my job was now, and I said, do you know so-and-so? I said, yeah, I do. He works for me in Wanata. And they were asking about him, and I told them, I had the balls to tell him what I thought about him. And I don't lie. I don't lie about people like that. Because, again, if they hire him, it ain't going to affect me. But I like to be on Carroll. It's going to affect them. And I said, he becomes disinterested. I said, but if you can keep him focused, I think he'd do fine. But I go, he, he hasn't proven that to me yet. And he's still young. Well, he found out. And that's why he comes mother effing me in front of everybody. Are you trying to listen to audio? Is that what you're trying to do? No, no, I was trying to turn off. And he fended it off once again from the title package. Lex. There's no way this match has ended 11 minutes for we're off the air. <laughs> I'm just going to watch Tony Schiavone talk along with you for the next 11 minutes. I, I can pretend to be Tony. So um, he mother after me in front of everybody at work. And I said, you need to come to my office right now. So we went in the office and I closed the door. And I said, I hope you enjoyed that because that'll be the last time that ever happens. I go, now sit down and tell me my exact words. Tell me what the fuck is your problem? And he told me. He goes, you said this and you told them that. And I said, show me where I lied. Tell me which thing I lied about. And he couldn't name anything. And I said, Kyle? His name's Kyle. Kyle! Kyle! I said, you want to you wanna show me I'm wrong? I said, prove it. Prove me wrong. I'll be more than happy to be wrong. I'm pretty sure he's like selling meth somewhere out of some hole in the wall. I don't currently give a shit. Yeah. Right. Well, he may be dead. Who knows? I don't think so. Let's go to JR and uh, Bob Cottle here. As he gets more seasoning. Now, we're not talking about a guy that's been in the sport for not, not much more than about three years, three or four years. That wasn't too far uh, off. He's had a, he had a few matches, say, four years ago. He hasn't really, he has not even come close to reaching his peak. Hey, one of the big differences he likes Luger too. Ladies he's learned to use that strength and that power of his. Before he tried to just depend on that, but now he doesn't do that. So I did I did mention here that there was a bunkhouse stampede battle royal for seventeen thousand dollars. But what wasn't next month like the big bunkhouse stampede? Bunkhouse stampede, yes. Well, is, I don't did that air? Yeah, Dusty won it. But that was um, that wasn't pay per view because that was. That'd have been eighty nine. Yeah, it was. That January was pay per view, and then Royal Rumble aired on USA Network. Yeah, you're right. You are correct. Wait, I thought Royal Rumble debuted on USA on eighty eight. It did. Eighty nine. It was on pay per view. So the first two. Well, how was Bunk Stampede? On? I thought it was the same day. I don't. No, the first Bunkhouse Stampede was eighty eight. That went against Royal Rumble right. on USA. So coming up would have been Bunkhouse Stampede 89. I'm pretty sure that was the last one. It was. Also, that I do know. Royal Rumble. Bunkhouse Stampede. Damn it, to keep hitting A. Stampede 1989. It was. What? 87. It did not air in 89. 
The last one was January 24th, 88 in the Nassau Coliseum. There was no bunkhouse stampede 89. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. How are we missing this? Hold on. And start the National Wrestling Alliance. And Ric Flair, once again, call it luck. Call it the grace of God. Call it the scab off the end of my chin. Whatever you want to call it, I'm standing here. I never the skin that fell off my chin? I played Ric Flair's They had a rough shave before the match. And, <laughs> and, am, and I'll tell you, and the Crockett's, and Ted Turner, and anybody else that doesn't like it, to get this, you gotta beat this. How 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 much is this interview segment with Flair in the locker room and JJ Dan holding the belt? How much is this killing Magnum TA, who's the stick man for this? A lot. When <sighs> again, especially because it's not like he was doing dumb shit. He was going the speed limit and wrecked his car in the rain. Because his car hydroplaned. It's well, again, it was kind of his fault. How? He was driving too fast. He was driving the speed limit. No, he was driving too fast. He was speeding. He was driving the speed limit. I'm pretty sure he wasn't. No, he wasn't. He was driving the speed limit. Sorry, DJ, you were there. You're right. No, I've, I've researched this a lot because the story fascinates me. There are no... The, the initial response, they thought he was speeding. But the the post-police reports suggested he was not. He just hydroplaned off the road in the middle of a turn and hit a telephone pole. Then he should have bought better tires. You know what? That's a fair argument. You know, maybe okay. next time instead of getting BF Goodrich, get Michelin, you know? Get the Aquatrack. Is that real? Did you just make yeah. that up? No, Aquatrack is a tire. I also, I, I, I have to appreciate the NWA here and Jim Crockett Promotions for, actually, I, I don't know if Jim Crockett was still around for this, but, well, he was, but I don't think he was, JCP was a thing anymore. Because while they're recapping the main event and doing these interviews, you can hear the beginning of the dark match starting. The Bunkhouse Stampede Battle Royal. Yeah, there was no Bunkhouse Stampede 89. The last one was 88. Well, Nassau true. Coliseum from from W from Jimmy Crockett Promotions stomping ground Nassau Coliseum <laughs> in New York. You guys are drunk. Yep, you know me. Three whole of these. I'm just I'm just just trashed. But if you want to see that real quick, I can uh, t- I can pull this guy up. Hey, hey, Jim Beam. I, I pulled out a. You weren't looking. I had a bottle of Jim Beam. I. S- you didn't I know. have eyes. You don't know. I've seen it. Have you seen it? So we we uh, we're four minutes away from this uh, show being over. We had uh, we had Dave for like what four minutes. Oh, I didn't tell you the star rating from this match. Twenty-two and a half. Luger and Flair go thirty-one minutes, just short thirty fifty-nine. Flair retains dirty. Feet on the ropes, four and a half stars was the star rating. So there you go. Four and a half stars. Four and a half stars. Are you serious? Yes. 
12. out of a five star rating system at that four point. and a half. This match was nine entire stars better than Flair Hogan <laughs> Andre from WrestleMania three. It was a half star short of Savage and Steamboat or WrestleMania three. And we, I, I will always remind people this as much as I can, and I'm going to do it again right now to show you the bias of this man who makes these star ratings. The WWF from Undertaker Shawn Michaels Hell in a Cell 97 until CM Punk John Cena Money in the Bank 2010. The WWF had exactly zero five star matches. What? What? Yeah. How is that possible? How is that possible? Because they didn't give him access. And here's what's fun, too. So if you go some somehow, I, somebody told me this. I forgot how you do it. You can actually, like, look up how many how many five-star matches each promotion's had. AEW's already just mountaintops WWF. It's not even close. WWE has, Which like, is funny because they're 50 years older. WWE has, like, eight. Yeah. And then New Japan's got, like, 70, and All Japan's got 65 or 60 or something like that. AEW's WCW got, like, WCW has still topped them. They, they have. Well, if you count Jim Crockett Promotions, NWA, yes, they do. I don't know if WCW by itself did. To my knowledge, and I, I know there are more, but I the only five-star match I remember, and actually now I'm not even sure thinking about it, was Eddie and Ray at Halloween Havoc 98. And now I'm not even sure if that got a five-stars. Let me, let me look this up before we leave. Or should yes, I look up five star wrestling? Should I do five star matches per promotion? Should I do that? Yes, do that. And five star matches that out. per wrestling promotion. List of professional wrestling rated five stars or more. Will Osprey has 32 five star matches. To be fair, I sang karaoke with him. He's fabulous. That doesn't mean anything. That is fantastic. Um, here we go. Promotion. The W the WWF had none in the eighties. Zero. Flair Steamboat, or I'm sorry, Savage Sav Steamboat. Nope. 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 Was that four and three quarters? They had none. WCW had five. Flair, all of them. Flair and Steamboat were four of them. The other one was Flair and Terry Funk clash the champions nine. So we go Terry to the, Funk having a five star match. Okay. We go to the nineties. To be fair, Flair and Funk was fantastic. But it, like, based on what Meltzer looks for, was not. All Japan's got a ton here in the nineties. Mishinoku Pro snuck in and got one on October tenth, nineteen ninety six. WCW had two. The last one was May 17th, 1992. Both of their matches were War Games matches back-to-back -back years. So War Games 91, War Games 92. The WWF had four in, in the, 90s. the 90s. Zero in the 80s, four in the 90s. Okay. Razor Ramon, Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 10. Ladder, Ladder match. match. 
Brett and Owen, SummerSlam 94. Not their WrestleMania 10 match, because according to his reasoning, that match didn't get five stars because Michaels and Razor did, which makes no sense. Right. So Brett and Owen, SummerSlam 94. Brett and Stone Cold at WrestleMania 13. I'll agree. And then Sean and Undertaker, which I just said. Hell in a Cell. Yep. Go to the 2000s. There was only five. I'm sorry. One, two, six, seven. Seven matches. Two of them. Total? Three of them were from Ring of Honor. All right. So eight people saw them. Um, Punk versus Joe. Joe versus Kabashi. And then there was a sixth man. I'm not going to read all that shit. 2010s. AEW's had two in the 2010s. Cody Rhodes and Dustin Rhodes. And also, it should be mentioned, Lucha Brothers versus the, the Young Bucks at, at All Out 2019 got five and a quarter. Just for the record. Five and a quarter. <laughs> Stupid. WWE in the 2010s. Oh, look at this. They had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. But six of the seven of them were from NXT. I'll, I'll agree with that because that was good shit. So Cena versus Punk was the only main roster show that had a five star. Which match. that match wasn't five stars, but the angle was five stars. Um, and then the 2020s. This I I think is going to be cute. AEW in the 2020s. Oh my god, has had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Scroll down. Fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25 five-star matches in three years. Stupid. Uh, and WWE's had one, two, three, four, five, six. Two of them were at NXT. Um, two of them were actually Ilya Dragunov against Walter. Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins at the Hell in a Cell. Gunther versus Sheamus from Clash of the Castle. Kenny Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos at WrestleMania 39. Gunther versus Drew versus Sheamus, WrestleMania 39, night two. So, Will Ospreay has 32 matches, or 32 five-star matches. The first WWE guy, Flair's got 12. The Jack, the Young Bucks have 11. Of course they do. Walter is the highest-ranked WWE guy right now. He's got six. Ricochet? Thought he'd be on there. No. Barry Wyndham's at five. Just knows. That's that shit. Walter has the most five-star matches in WWE history. All right, TJ, wrap this shit up. We've been doing this for three hours now. If you enjoyed this show, please follow us on Twitter at FF Podcast. Follow our Instagram at Filter Free Podcast, which we actually used tonight. Our Patreon network at Filter Free Net. As for us, you can find us all on our social media platforms at Timmy. At Dave in the HSV. Timmy. On X. At Timmy C1979. And I'm at TSteve was 91. Next week we're going to cover I Don't Know Yet. I haven't picked a show. But it will be there. It'll be from January. There you go. You have a joke for the week? Nope. All right. See you next time.